Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this don't go, this don't go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. Not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Never Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. <laughs> Moving in our own lane, no parallel. parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. For your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. Everything What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? We thank you for taking time to tune in to Sleep, a.k.a. the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast, where sports, life, and entertainment collide. Presented by the away team and coming to you from the top shelf. This is season four, episode 19, but I'm proud to say it's episode 80 in total. Ooh, 80. My name is Michael Roberts, a.k.a. Mike on the mic. And if it ain't all good, make it that way. We've got my co-host, Taylor Suber, in the building. Yes, sir. What's up? What's going on? Taylor, how you feeling? Can't complain, man. I'm doing doing good, man. Doing lovely. Feeling lovely. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. We've got producer extraordinaire, One Will E, handling the boards and the important stuff. What up? What up? What up? E, how you doing? Hey, man, I'm back in the building with my boys, man. You know, it's all good. It's Sunday. The weather's great. And, you know, we here, baby. We blessed. We here. I'm not mad to work on weekends when it can be be working here. Uh, seven days a week. You know how I go, baby. You got right. to keep, keep moving. You got to keep pushing. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. And I'm very, very humbled to say this evening we're welcoming our first guest to the top shelf in a while. He's an author, a photographer, a program director at Eastern University, located oh, in St. David's, a.k.a. my alma mater, as well as a husband and a father of three, among his other stations in life. And I'm happy to say he's a friend. I introduce Mr. Jonathan Marshall. Yes, sir. What's good, people? Mr. Marshall is in the building. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> What's good, y'all? I'm proud to be here, man. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate this. John, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, good, good. man. Blessed. It's like you said, it's beautiful outside. I got kids. I can't complain. Yeah. I just had a meal. I'm good. Hey, that, <laughs> that sounds good to me. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number 4-Y-O-U. Subscribe and listen to new or old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Samsung Podcast, Player FM, or you can catch us on YouTube. Kindly subscribe to the YouTube page. Like episodes, leave comments, show love, show hate. We here for it all. <laughs> tell a friend to tell two friends about us. Tell three friends. If you haven't already done so, look up sleepersforyou.com, the all the hub for all things sleep related. And we've got one top five for y'all this week. Big deal, no big deal. We may get into the common sense space. And of course, we've got all that good sports talk and coverage that makes this the top shelf. Our show time is 6.15, so... Let's spin. Unfortunately, we got some some sad news this afternoon, so we have to send our condolences and the RIP to Bill Russell, the Celtics' great, an 11-time NBA champion, five-time MVP, and 12-time All-Star in a stellar 13-year career. 
he pretty much introduced the world to the block shot and the idea of help defense. And he wouldn't just send your shot into the stands. He would strategically block your shot to a teammate to start a fast break. It's what? well documented that uh, Bill Russell used to get busy, man. No, I didn't know he did. Wait, he passed, yo? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, man. That's how you know you've been busy, I, brother. I've been like, yeah. 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 Dog, I'm hurt on that one. 88 years young. 88 years young. But, yeah. but, a, but a beautiful life lived. Yeah. He, was, he was one of uh, 50, the 50 greatest NBA players in history. And then, of course, he made the 75 team. Yeah. Yep. And, um, He'll probably make the hundred. They do a hundred. I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, my man was. They said he was twenty-one and zero. In uh, uh, what's it called? Um, game cl- or uh, winner go home game. Yeah. That, that okay. means college yeah. basketball, uh, college and um and and in um NBA. So he it's was the one of them. Things, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. He was. Yeah, he he's always gonna be a great. And all the old heads that we all looked up to, they looked up to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, him and him and Will. It was like them two. Like before the MJ and um and LeBron back in you know before we was even born. That was that, that's who they would go back at it. Yeah. With, yeah. With, yeah. I mean, I remember being in barbershop and I was like nine, ten years old, and then people would just be MJ man. No, Bill Russell and Will. That they would just go back and forth. Yeah. I'd be like, who the hell y'all talking about? <laughs> I was a little kid. I didn't know, so I had to do my research. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Bill Russell, man. Absolutely. That's NBA greatness right there. And the good thing about they it is... They named it a award after him, didn't they? Yeah. They named the, uh, I think, finals MVP. Finals yeah, MVP. the one this year, right? Yeah. The first one this year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they they probably knew he it was... it was it, the, the end of the round was on its way, man. But 88. The, 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 the beautiful thing is he was still around the game, although he wasn't coaching. He wasn't directly, you know, affiliated with an organization. Right. He was still at NBA events. Yeah, up until you know, he COVID. He was at All-Star yeah, he, Weekend yeah, and stuff like that. He'd be that. on the sidelines. At yeah, the Matt, finals. Yeah, at the finals. Passing yeah. out trophies. Yeah, yep. so. Taking pictures. That's yep. crazy, yo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he passed peacefully. He was, uh, I guess, at home with his wife. Okay. So, you know, he wasn't in the in, in the hospital, hooked up to the machines and, and, and the, the stuff like that. So. He, he, yeah. he, he was standing tall, too. Last time I saw him, he was, I think, well, how, how tall is Katie? About 6'10"? He was standing right, t- standing tall with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He wasn't like bent over. He was like yeah. they about the same height. You know what I mean? So yeah, he was. Yeah, he he, he was a great man. I don't. That's you know, crazy, I, I would man. never disrespect one of the only Celtics man. I appreciate. I <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> no, no, no love for the truth. No man. Okay, I got you. No. I'm in the same boat. I'm a Brian fan, so. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I I did yeah. uh, notice some of that in, in my my research. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll get yeah. back to Brian later. Yeah. So it's well documented that Bill Russell had no love lost towards Boston fans and the city in general. But as we've seen, racism towards athletes still shows itself. Mm-hmm. What do we think should be athletes' response to direct racism? To, di- to direct racism? Yeah. So if, if, if somebody directs something specifically at them, like yeah. like LeBron came out and he seconded that and said that the Boston Celtics fans are are terrible. Yeah. Okay. So I already told him. So what the thing is, <laughs> I don't know why people get mad at racism. You can be racist back. That's what I do. Yeah. You know what? I tell, <laughs> I've been doing that for all, my whole life. Listen, I, 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 I don't give a, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna tell what, somebody what, quick. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a situ- race, situational racist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> situational, on, situational racist. That's what I am. Depending on the situation yeah. and what you're doing to me. Yeah. 
I'm going to do it right back to you. It's, it's, it's like, what's his name on, on, on a casino? They're going to watch me. I'm going to watch right back. You want to say something to me? I'm going to say something right back. Yeah. I, I, I slice. I Sometimes I slice first. I, I'll, I'll do it first. Forget all that. Uh, yeah, I'll beat, 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 beat him to the punch. Yeah, I beat him to the punch. punch. Yeah, I was in some. I'm not going to say what I said, but I was into a traffic altercation with a uh, uh, another gentleman. And I rolled down the window and I called him out of his name. I'm not going to say what I said. And he looked at me like I was shocked. I said, yeah, I'm ready for the smoke. I brother. got it too. I got it too, brother. Yeah, but I'm first. <laughs> Still, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know why people get so offended by racism. I, I, I love it. Taylor don't bust bass. I don't give a damn. First. Yeah, and then and then, and then when I'm driving my car, you shoot first, you shoot yeah, if I'm yeah. driving my car and I see four or five white kids, you know, on the side, I lock my doors. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that. I'm that type of. Yeah. I, I, do, I ain't gonna hold you though. I do like. Yeah. I purposely like do the doop doop. The double beep when yeah. I yeah, no. yeah, I don't know why. I got to let you know everything's beep. safe and secure. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I do the double beep too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I do it right. I do it right back to them. Yeah. I, don't, I don't play no game with the people out here. But so I don't know. You gotta think as an athlete though. Like you put in a position where you say something that's a fine, right? Yeah. So you like, am I going? Am I worth? Is this twenty five stacks that I gotta pay? Am me saying something back to this boy worth it? No. I mean, you yeah. could. I mean, if if you like, it depends on who you are. Like, if you like. Somebody in Brian or or Steph's position, you have the opportunity to say it and pay it, but then you got to worry about the PR thing, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're somebody lowly on a totem pole who ain't getting paid as much, twenty five stacks is a little it's a little different. Yeah, for real, right? So yeah, like that might hit a little different depending on where you are. Uh, like you said, on your pay scale on the totem pole, you know that twenty five racks, you might want to keep that and, and keep your mouth shut, just work it off. Yep. Tell security to, to uh, pay attention to them. Yeah, yeah. But you know, LeBron's famous for getting people kicked out of games. Yeah, I was about to say do that, man. But ain't nothing wrong with that. You can get people kicked out. I'm, I'm not mad at that. Get, 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 get on out of here. Get your ass out of here. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I remember, I remember Russell Westbrook had that fiasco with somebody in Utah. He got them kicked out too. They were talking yeah, yeah, reckless. Yeah. Him. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yo, so like post COVID, like people have been real crazy. So I remember. Um, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, That's the break. <laughs> all right. So I remember post COVID, right? Um, when people started going back to games. Yep. It was crazy. Like, I went to a Sixers game, and one of the one of you know one of the you know patrons was there and did something, got kicked out of the game. Yeah. Mm. It was their first game back. Like, it wasn't yeah, even. Yeah. It was a preseason, John. So, yeah, yeah. so just how crazy it is. Like, people forgot like how to do sports for like, a while. Like, like regular. Yeah. So it's it, like it was, you saw last year was crazy. I did see like people were more like yeah. after everybody left and people came back, people were like more right turned up. Floor. Yeah, yeah like, they were more, more like, way yeah. more turned up. Do something up. reckless. Yeah. yeah. Like what that was you fi- doing the last year, that, homie? That fiasco that LeBron had, I think that was last season. That was right after when I was in Atlanta. Atlanta didn't really have no COVID. They had people down there, but that was like yeah, like that was right after COVID. Like people were like more rabid. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know I mean, but after that's, the that's COVID, definitely a good point. I, I noticed that. It's like people were third crazy and stuck up being in the house yeah. and not being able to go out and go to games so when they got the chance they just didn't know how to act like, yeah. I forgot how to do people like I don't yeah. know how to do people no more so <laughs> absolutely absolutely humanity sucks anyway <laughs> so, move, so moving on from that it was announced a few weeks ago that Zion Williamson was signing an extension with the Pelicans but it comes to light recently, his new contract includes a weight clause stating he will have weigh-ins throughout his deal to measure his combined weight and body fat percentage to ensure it doesn't exceed a total of 295. 
If it does, guaranteed money in Williamson's extension, which kicks in at the start of next year, 23-24 season, can be reduced. What do we feel about that? Accountability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. It should have been 275, 295 for somebody six foot six. That's kind of heavy, man. You got to do what you got to do to stay on the court, man. Yeah, man. He's only 22 years old, man. (laughs) He better be lucky he wasn't 275. Yeah, man. He's not supposed to. I mean, you could be muscled up, but come on, man. You're getting close to 300 pounds. That's that's offensive lineman territory, brother. Yeah, all that. You got to think, it's all that that weight on his knees, man. Like, he's got all that work done on your knees. You going to put all that weight back on him? Yeah, and he's just coming back from a bad knee injury. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't – people don't realize – I realize now, like, now that I'm older, I used to play ball when I was, like, young, young, long, long, young, 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 young. But meanwhile <laughs> – Long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, long, long time ago. So, but, like, as I got older, my knees are, like, shot now. That's mm-hmm. because I gained so much weight. So my daughter's like, you got to lose some weight. I'm like, all right, bro. I don't have a clause, though. Like, I just know I have to do it. So, I mean, you need that accountability. That'll actually keep you keep you in check. So. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Maybe, maybe he should have his own personal – Goal of staying below two seventy five, like Taylor said, yeah, two ninety five. That's still a lot of weight to be carrying around yeah. with, at his size and with the way that he plays the game because he's so explosive. Um, you know, you go to make one of them jump cuts or, or just a, a strong move to the basket, yeah, it might give out again. You, yeah. you know what? That sounds like there was no accountability from the beginning. No, nah. There, there was no accountability for 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 that, and they and they should. Just, Ray Charles could have seen that coming with that weight problem. Mm. Yeah. So. You know that that falls on the organization also for not having him accountable for his weight or his diet, assigning him a dietitian, something. Yeah, well, you know, I was wondering, they, like, they, they have they have money at disposal for these things. Mm-hmm. Did he have his own like people? Did he have his own like dietitian and all? Like, I, I have no idea. I, I have no idea either. Line. I mean, I would think you should consider yeah. you're making hundreds of millions of dollars a he year. Just, he just got paid two seventy. You better get one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get somebody in there to yeah. chef it up for you, man. You can you can find it on YouTube. You can find anything on YouTube. You can figure out how to lose that weight, dude. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Keto. So speaking of clauses, Kyler Murray was big news recently for signing an extension as well, which included an independent study clause, which has since been removed, but stipulated that Kyler needed to study material provided to him by the team in order to prepare for each upcoming game throughout each season of his contract. Uh, it went on to state Murray would not receive credit for the independent study if it was not personally studying or watching the material while it was being displayed or played, or if the player is involved in activities that could distract his attention, like TV or video games, or being on the internet. Yeah, because he was saying something about he he studies playing football, playing playing Madden. I was like, bro, you, what? what? Some <laughs> things you some things you just can't say out loud. You gotta keep that to yourself. <laughs> and you can't say stuff like that. Like oh. I, you, you, you probably can learn, but don't say it out loud. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like telling your wife, "Hey, man, baby girl, you need to lose some." You got, you got, you got. There's ways you have to say it. You don't, yeah, you don't say that. Like I don't know why he said that for. So I, I, I can, I, 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 I like, I like how they put that clause in there. But he started it first with unfollowing him, uh, like literally right after the season. So mm-hmm. I think they're going like tit for tat with him. You know what I mean? But yeah. he, 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 I, he needs to grow and up. And I though. heard somebody released the uh, documents. That's what I was listening to on a. Uh, Sports radio. Mm-hmm. They oh, said the that, that how, how this contract. even came about is, is somebody leaked it 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't supposed to get out, and it got out, and then they kind of. But the crazy thing, oh, we want to make it a distract. We don't want to make it a distraction. We took it away, but you you taking it away, you makes it more of a, of a distraction. Why are you mm. taking it away? Yeah. I mean, why'd you put it in the first place? So yeah, yeah. it's anytime you see him play, you're going to bring that up from now on till till you know until yeah. he's not there anymore. Now so they got so it's there. You. So even though you keep, it's it's, a distra- it's going to be a distraction from now on. So yeah, I mean it. it, it Probably wasn't setting the best precedent by that being in there, um, but you know it's, it's not a thing anymore, so it's not even really worth talking about. But now it's everybody's favorite time of the show. It's top five, and our top five for this week is going to be our top five movie athletes. So you know someone that played some type of athlete in the movie, for example, Jamie Foxx playing Willie Beeman. So at Number five on my list, I'm going to start it with a guy from Remember, ah, Remember the Titans, and it's going to be Petey Jones, played by Donald Faison. Donnie. Petey was trying to be running back and fumbled the ball in camp and, and did all type of reckless stuff, so they got to the season. He fumbled the ball again. Coach took him out the game, said he was on the bench. You're killing me, Petey. That's what he said. Defensive co- coordinator came over there. That's what he uh, said. Coach Yost then said, come play for me on the defensive side. And Petey started locking him down. Yeah. Had white coaches, uh, I'm sorry, white parents in the, in the stands getting pissed off. <laughs> Why you take my boy out? <laughs> Alan been playing for you for years. He was trash, though. But, yeah. uh, but Petey was out there getting uh, getting path deflections. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. p- p- picking up fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> Petey had the reactions on defense, not on offense. You know? Yeah, Petey, Petey was doing his thing. Was, it, was it Petey Jones? That's what his yeah, name was? Petey yeah, Petey Jones. Petey! <laughs> and one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about Petey, and most of the people on my list, they, he wasn't scared to be him. No, he wasn't scared. Uh, no. So number four on my list, I'm going to go to a movie that was... Uh, few years back but i think it's a classic uh it's a classic story and and the guy that was portrayed in it was a great but it was ali and it was will smith playing muhammad ali took one of mine man (laughs) yeah man listen if it was one person in the history of the world that i wish i could have been alive to see do what they do it would have been muhammad ali Mm -hmm. just to see him box in the ring whether whoever it was he was fighting like he he just he was different, man. Which Ali movie are you talking about? The Will Smith. Oh, Will Smith oh, okay. one. Yeah, there, yeah. There, was a, there was another one. I didn't know we was allowed to talk about Will Smith anymore. What? <laughs> no, cancel him out. He ain't canceling him out. Nah, we, we, <laughs> not, we, we not canceling Will over here. Nah. Come on, man. Uh, if we still... smack Dave, maybe I'll cancel him. Not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but no doubt, man. Number four, uh, Ali with Will Smith. That, that was one of my joints. So number three, uh, today's his birthday, and he worked his way into my list. We have the one and only Wesley Snipes. White man can't jump playing Sidney Dean. <laughs> mm. You got a wife and kids, Sidney. What, is, what, what you know about my wife and my kids? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. How you know my name? <laughs> hey, Raymond, cut, cut this off. Cut this off right now. Cut him right now. Go to my car, get my spare gun. Shoot everybody. Shoot. But nah, man, Sidney Dean, he he was a ball player. He was a hustler, you know. Vista Views Apartments. uh, Ain't no Vista, and it ain't no damn view, and it ain't no Vista, no damn view. (laughs) The penthouse is out back. And uh, yeah, he he was just a a classic character in that movie. And uh, I I thought he did his thing in that role. 
You trying to get me in the zone? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> trying to get me in this zone? You talking about? <laughs> you trying to say I can't hear Jimmy? I can hear Jimmy. I can hear Jimmy. Oh. All right. So number two on my list, I'm gonna take it to another joint that's a classic, another '90s movie. Uh, it's above the rim. Uh, it's probably not who you think, but it's uh, Thomas Shepard. Oh. <laughs> played by Leon. <laughs> the, the high, the high over the head jumper yeah, that, no, that nobody could block. Thomas Shepard, is that you? Out there was out there with some Jordan's jeans, some high tops. Killing, killing, <laughs> giving out work, body of people, giving out elbows. It wasn't even a jump; it was like a side jump. Like he was, he, <laughs> he was, he was shooting and he was moving up, and the, and the shit was. <laughs> Was but water. that was wet, man. My man was so nice. He was out there practicing his moves with no ball. <laughs> I, I love, I love the, my favorite part of the movie is when um Tupac saw him. Tupac knew what it was. He's like, I, I had to watch this shit in the park. I know when I look, when I look, I know this to wreck us. He's like Motal, handle that. Motal got handled. Oh man, that was hilarious. Tupac's face. He he was hurt. He's like, I'm about to lose. He knew he knew he, he was about he, to he lose. He can't play. He's not on the team. <laughs> he was on my official roster. Yes, he is. He's right there. Look on the screen. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. He's my on man's my out there roster. killing him in some khakis. Oh my god, man, hilarious. All with, right. with, with the jersey over the t-shirt, the jersey yeah. over the t-shirt, and everything. the long sleeve the shirt, long sleeve joy, yeah. <laughs> my man, finger you, you talking you talk about street clothes? I mean, my he God, he had the girth of a figure roll <laughs> <laughs> with yeah, the extended he, arm and everything. He, he was mid range jump shot. He was how dropping. My man went to score like thirty nine points in like a, in like a half. With, 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 with the high top fade, yeah, with the high top fade, a white thermal shirt, some some Jordan ass jeans, and some high top. I don't know their Reeboks, and he looked. Crazy, but he was, he was, ca- but he was catching he was racks, catching though, man. Though. Tommy Shepard was catching racks, Yeah, though. champions. Can't take it away from mm-hmm. us. All right, and at number one, I present to you from Friday Night Lights, the one and only Booby Miles, yep. played by Derek uh, Luke. Such a tragedy. Such a tragedy. What, what happened to that man, it, it, it was terrible, man. It All he had to do was go get the damn surgery. Yeah, man. but he, <laughs> you from Midland? No, who, all, who, who all, paying you? All he had to do was not hide the, his his teammate's helmet. That was the whole thing. He hid his teammate's helmet, and then he couldn't go in. So he went in the very play. He went in. He got he got he got flipped. But he but he, he was, <laughs> was going to go in no matter what, whether it was then or it was the next game. And his knee wasn't right. So if he'd have got that surgery, no, but he, he, he's talking been about all right. before he got. I'm hurt. talking about before he got hurt. He I'm talking about yeah. Out. Remember he's supposed to sub out for little coach Chris Comer, and he he oh, hid his helmet. Oh. Somebody told me that I don't think the scenes in there, but he he took his helmet and hid it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So when he he said, "Where the your helmet is in there?" Oh, it is in there. Yeah. yeah. And then so he went when he went back in that next play, he got hurt. Yeah. But they said I I, I th- either the real story or something like that. He hid his helmet because mm. he's messing with it. You know, he was younger than him, yeah, so he yeah. was just. What coach, you, you, coach, coach, you don't go out there with your helmet? Boy, where's your helmet, boy? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> when the coach started yelling, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was sad, man. But yep, that that was but, the, but, that was but, what but, turned but, the tide in his life. Bowie was a star, man. He, he he could run, he could pass, he could catch, he'd even paint your back porch, <laughs> and he can pass. Yeah. Uncle LV. Yeah, man. So that's gonna do it for my top five list. I'll pass it over to Taylor so he can tell you what he got first. Um. Well, we'll go. I'll start number five, and uh, uh, this movie wasn't good. But I thought I thought this my man was was balling in this movie. Uh, uh we're gonna put some respect on Nelly as a Earl Maggot in the Longest Yard, the remake. He was oh, catching wreck out there. Movie, yeah, no, but the movie's not good. <laughs> but Earl, but I thought. 
about Nelly. I was like, all right, Nelly got some moves. Yeah, because Nelly, I think he was a, originally a baseball player, but in, he kind of, like, sometimes you watch the movie, you could like, he don't have an athletic bone in his body, but you saw him. Yeah, I was like, all right, Earl Meggett. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, he, he was, he was getting it in. Yeah, he had some moves. Yeah, you know I mean, it looked good. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. talk about movies and stuff like that. It looked good. So I'm going to put some respect on Earl Meggett at, um, at a number five. Yeah, okay. that's why it's so high. But I'm going to go to another running back. I'm going to go to the program. I'm going to put some respect on Omar oh. Epps as Darnell Jefferson. Darnell yeah. Jefferson. <laughs> Took my man's spot, took my man's girl. Took his girl, took everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> in, in his freshman year, you uh-huh. know what I mean? You know what I mean? But he was the, like kind of like an all-purpose scat back, you know what I mean? But he, he, he was getting it in, man. Salute to Darnell Jefferson as uh, as uh, Omar Epps, man. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Took, yeah. Took, definitely. The program is is a, is a, a classic. Took hey, eight, that movie messed with me. I ain't took seen April. no programming yeah. forever. I got one from there, too, but it ain't going to be who y'all think. Took though, so. April, okay. man. He, yeah. he, matter of fact, uh, he took, April was a you know, clean club brother. He was going to law school she, she she said she got with the gang bang well, hold on she want to be with the hood and then, what year did the, the, the program i think i was i, I 1993 96 or 93 1993 r.i.p to uh what's his name was james Conner, the coach okay yeah. listen yeah. do you know that they took a scene out of that movie what's that there was a scene in the movie where they were laying in the middle of the road I, I remember. I think I was a. I was even. Oh, junior. they were like trying to dodge cards or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And, and that because I seen the original scene. Mm. I went to the movies. To I remember see that, John. So was, was this the boy Joe Kane? They were laying in the street and they were dodging. Mm. You know, they would have to lay in the street with the football and dodge the cards. Mm. And then oh, oh, American yeah. kids started doing it for real. Yeah. And getting smacked. Getting rocked. <laughs> getting <laughs> rocked. Getting getting fumbled over the. My <laughs> man, this is good. a movie. Nobody's gonna get hit by the car in the movie. Right. Yeah. In real life. Life, there's nobody to stop that car for you, sir. So if you if you if, if you got the original holla at us, somebody because right. you know the bootlegs used to be that were prevalent back then with the video camera. Yeah, you would get extra scenes and bootlegs. Yeah, yeah. In in the town, um, uh, um, uh, uh, Ben Affleck, he was sniffing coke in a bus, man. Mm, I didn't <laughs> see that version. That's not, that's not oh, yeah, no. exactly. They had the, the bootlegger. He was sniffing coke on the, the bus. Bootlegger. Yeah, well, yeah. Got, yeah. Got, got the uncut joint. Well, actually, know, it, right? actually, it was before. <laughs> it, 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 it came out of use yeah, only. Promotional It came okay. out a week before. Yeah, he was sniffing coke at, or oxycodone in the, on the bus before the bull put the reef in front of his house. My uncle used to get them tapes. <laughs> it, 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 because you know you had the bootlegs on the, on, <laughs> on Germantown and Shelton, yeah. That had the uh, I think that's that, where that I got was, it from. When somebody took the, the uh, video camera in, mm-hmm. and, and the sound was horrible. actually you know, that, that movie came out in 2010. So it, it was a disc. It was a, it was a disc. Yeah. Come on, 2010? Nah. The town? The town came out 2010. Oh, you said the oh, town. Oh, the town. Yeah, I was like, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hold yeah, on. No, 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 I was like, hold on. What? Not yo, the program. I remember watching that on VHS, bro. We all over the place. That's why I said the bootleg you know the dude. I ain't talking. About, well, you got you had the two bootleg tapes. You had the ones that was for promotional use only. So somebody you knew that worked in the theater, they got those. And then you had the ones where somebody took in a, a, a video the camera, camera in the back. Yeah, and, you and the sound quality was horrible. And, and, and yeah. you could hear everybody mm-hmm. laughing, and, and somebody bumped the camera. Somebody, and then you see the whole somebody standing like up, this. Yeah. Yeah. See, see heads yeah. in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible. Uh, what number am I on? I'm on number three. Yeah, number, number three. three. Number three, I'm going to put some respect on uh, Johnny Moxon on Varsity Blues, a.k.a. James Vanderbeek. Okay. Didn't like Coach John Vort did couldn't stand that white boy. Uh, but once, <laughs> once he put him in, John Moxon was the truth, man. Throwing long 
touchdown to Charlie Tweeter. Yeah, you know I mean, um, he got my man window in the end zone. Yeah, you know I mean, but but John Moxley was nice, but then he messed up when he took him out to the strip club the night and they was hungover and they lost. But yeah, you know I mean, but he got him back to the uh, divisional. I was a divisional a state champion or yeah. a divisional champion the last game, but he 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 did what he was supposed to do to uh to, to fill in for uh for whatever his name is uh, Lance Harbor who was played by uh Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. Yeah, okay. that, that's the classic movie. I, I always like Varsity Blues, man. Yeah, yeah. Taylor, Taylor's quick to bring up Varsity Blues. That's a, I, I remember when I saw it as a kid. I didn't know. I knew what it was about, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. It was it was a solid movie. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. think I was going to like it. Okay. Uh, number two, we're going to put some respect on Neon Bedro. Neon Bedro. Shaq. <laughs> Blue <Blue-tis>? chips. <laughs> <laughs> they say, I got a kid. I got a tip for you. For a kid in Algiers. Algiers! <laughs> like, that, that, that was hilarious. I mean, it was playing in like a garage yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a broken rim, just, they, just they, slamming they on people. Had to go, go, go through the swamp. <laughs> had to, to go through the him. swamp, had to go through the through the poison ivy, the little kids running through. Nah. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. The was bull, bushwhacking to get back to see my man play. The bull slick, who who, who was in um, White Man Can't Jump. He yeah. had made a little cameo. Yeah, man. <laughs> just shooting for the sedan. Yo, man, that was funny, man. Yeah, I love that, man. Hey, man. That I ain't asked for this car. I deliver him. I don't know nothing. When he dropped the car off. <laughs> you neon, you neon bedrove. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, my number one is, uh, uh, where am I at? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my number one is, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to any given Sunday, but I'm not going with Willie Beeman. I'm going to put some respect on LL Cool J, Ooh. Julian Washington. Oh. It's my touchdown. Let's <laughs> take it too far in real life. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Beeman? You forget your invisible juice. <laughs> Yo, man, Julian Washington was the truth, man. That, that was that. Like LL looked like a running back, like he was he was husky. You know apparently what I mean? he was acting like a running. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently he thought he was running on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, they was really in there rocking, yeah. rocking, rocking hands. You know what I mean? But I like LL Cool J as the. I kind of felt he didn't get enough t- camera time in that movie, man. But I liked him as, as that role. Yeah, you know I mean he was like you know, flying, jiggy, and all that stuff. He had the hat. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he had, had, he had the flashy yellow one. Had, stip- had stipulations in his in his contract. He was trying to reach. He's trying to reach. You know what I mean? Was that him that was in the bathroom with Bill Bellamy and the chicks doing the coke? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was up in there sniffing that up, up, up in there sniffing that powder. That's with that yeah. powder. Yeah, that powder. They was mm. doing powder and white girls. Mm. That, that, that's what. That's what. It was funny. They was trying to. <laughs> they, NFL was trying to put themselves away from that movie. They're like, yeah, nothing. No, absolutely not. We had nothing to do with no, that. No, yo, yeah. you remember that show that came on ESPN? Please don't talk about the Playmakers, please. Real brief. <laughs> Playmakers no. on um es on ESPN. It was like it was like they first so scripted brief. show, and it was on for like five episodes. And it got so much uh, backlash that they had to turn, had to turn, turn off. off in the middle of the season. Like, you never even got a – you got a three or four episodes, but after, like, the fourth one, they just got rid of it because mm. they were sniffing coke. And mm. I think somebody was getting a blowjob in the car on the way to the game. Mm. Like, the game had started, and he's driving. It was crazy. It was a crazy – It was behind the scenes? No, this was like no, a show. It's like a scripted show. Oh, my, yo, all right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't know nothing about that. No, yeah. No, yeah. Google like Playmate. I think Omar Gooding is like in it, and I can't remember who else was in it, but it was basically be based on like NFL, NFL. But, it was a, but it was a scripted show. And, yeah. and it was that joint. And it was an NFL quick. like, nah, nah. And I think at the time, NFL was on ESPN. So like, nah, yeah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. We, we can't be connected <laughs> to that. <laughs> so yeah. they, they snatched it off real fast. Just Google. It came out like 2000 to 2003. Just Google Playmakers ESPN. You're gonna laugh. Yeah, yeah. I remember the yo, they got that joint. I was in the Navy when when that when that was on. I, and, I remember that. I think I just graduated from high school. And it we was... had guys that played semi pro and they was used to be hype, but like once that dude nose just started bleeding, yeah. Mm. That, that was the last episode. <laughs> they had <laughs> commercials. The owner. He and... was like, Yeah, and then, oh, oh. 
They had commercials. They promoted everything. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's probably why. Because they had commercials too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Funded, oh, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Nah. Like they was promoting it. Like, yo, and next week, the first episode. Of, and then when it came on, it was like, whoa. And the second episode, you're like, whoa. Yeah. The third one, you're like, yo. And then next, you know, it was gone. <laughs> but it was like, this is a misrepresentation of our league. Matter of fact, I think it was on ESPN. Then the last episode was like on ESPN2. And then they just got rid of it. It was gone. They snatched it off. Yo, remember they put up that public announcement? The NFL does not promote or believe in any views of the show, the fictional show. Snatched it right off. Snatched it right off. It was really dark for an ESPN show. It was dark. It was dark. And it's it crazy. They could probably get away players. with it now. Today's day probably now, but yeah. back in like 2002, 2003, nah. they were like, it was too it was Not too ESPN soon. at least. You might have to put it on like Netflix or well, something well, like before that. before it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got some streaming services now. Somebody can pick that up. Yeah, somebody can pick that up. You might find it somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be Taylor's list. So we're going right, to give so. it over to our guest so he can give us his top five All right, hold on. So I had to write them down. Everybody had them written down. I was like, oh, man, let me do this. Oh, no, no, you good. <laughs> All right. So you already took two of mine. So. Will and Ali. Okay. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Indy Gimme Sunday. We already got them. Willie Beeman. Willie Beeman. So, Steaming. So, Steaming. so the program. Y'all remember Latimer? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Latimer was yeah. the crazy Yo. white boy in every movie. Yo. He was the crazy so, white boy in Indy Gimme Sunday, too. Yeah, same so, boy. Yeah. So, so like. Place kicker. Get out. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, so, so. Was so you, you lead me you on. You lead me on. <laughs> Yo. Are you th- Yo. At that moment, I knew I, I liked this boy. Meanwhile, I know that's too far, but but yeah, it was it was a wild joint back in the day. Not, no, every, not everyone not has your ability, fun. Alvin. <laughs> the way he said it, so because he was so hyped and moved. When he was talking to good. Alvin, he knew his role with yeah, Alvin. Yeah, yeah. I would have your ability, in Alvin. All right, so this this gonna throw y'all stuff. off, yo. Uh, remember, remember that joint, little bow wow did like Mike. No, no, yeah, I was like messing with you. I ain't talking about. I was messing with you. Um, so Damon Wayne, y'all y'all see. The last Boy Scout. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's one of my. So, was it Jimmy Dix or Johnny Dix? Uh, Jimmy, Dix. Jimmy, Jimmy Dix. Jimmy Dix. Yeah. So that was like five hundred dollar pants. Yo, that was one of my best. So, so like I already knew I was going to like you know what I mean I was already a fan of of both Damon and both um Keenan. Oh, I was I was a fan of Keenan, but I was a fan of Bruce as well. Okay. Okay. And um. So when that joint dropped, man, I mean, like the first the first fifteen minutes in the movie, like message with you, remember yeah. boy, like ran on the field, like just and yeah, and blew his brains and blew out, his brains out of the middle yeah. of the field. You know, so, you know how Cole, you know how Cole, Billy Blanks the Tybo guy, that yeah, was Billy yeah, Blanks, yeah, 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 Billy Blanks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. That, that was, was crazy. crazy. Score this touchdown. Ain't life a. And then ran them over the field. He was like a ten yard line or something like that. No, he 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 was shooting people and scoring the touchdown. On the way to the he didn't score though. No, he did score. No, I remember him scoring. I think he like got like to like the. He scored and, and kneeled in the uh, I know he kneeled on the field and shot himself, but I can remember him scoring. That movie, that movie was nuts. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch it now. But I ain't um, seen that joint in a long time. Yeah, you must be my age then. Yeah, that, how old are you, man? I'll be forty-five in a couple of days. Oh, Forty. Okay. Well, I used to watch I'm that joint, but uh, so I watched that joint. It's, it's crazy. So yeah, that's yeah. my movie. Yeah, back on WB when it was all cleaned out and all that, but. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> the, the TV edited version. Yeah, the TV edited version. So I even know boy guys shot his brains out until like I was like, you know, five years later. I was like, Whoa, oh, no. what? Wow. Oh. what the what the freak? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I was messed up. Um and then uh boy, what's his name? Uh what's the movie? Rudy, right? What's the boy's yeah. name? Uh are you talking about in the movie Rudy? Yeah, no, you're not talking about Rudy though, right? Rudy. Yeah, was, but I'm talking about his actual name in real life though. I gotta the, look it up. The guy that was played Rudy. Yeah, his name is like Sean, Sean Ashton. Ashton. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I like redemption stories, man. Okay. I like redemption okay. stories. So that's, that's what I'm that's big fine. on. So. Is that the movie when he got it on the last play or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They finally let him get some they clock. Finally, yeah, let him some clock and then yeah. he got in there. So I'm, I'm weird on like the redemption type movie. Wasn't Vince Vaughn in that movie too? Um, Vince I don't Vaughn remember. and um, no. what's the boy name? Um, uh, John Favreau. I think John Favreau, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember that movie. Hey, we already yeah. talked about, you know, Ali and um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. So. Yep. Okay. So I ain't gonna touch on them again, but cool. Yeah, those are my, those are my sports. Then, then it was crazy because I actually did it. I did. I Wait, did, a, did you do number one? Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I like, I like redemption stories, and it was crazy because I actually did the list the opposite way too. So I did like um, sports players who actually jumped on and and did movies too as well. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, okay. um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my, those are my top five. I, I got an honorable mention. All right, what you got? Uh, you got. You cannot go down in sports history without mentioning Mr. T as Clubber Lane oh. when he knocked Rocky's Clubber Lane. Off. <laughs> <laughs> and like the second round on some, on, he was the first Tyson. Clubber hey, Lane. Yo. Hey, woman. Come down here and get with a real man. When you tell a man to come to my apartment and you the number one contender, <laughs> first of all, you the number one contender. Why you got an apartment? <laughs> Let's start there. Oh, you know, you might you might live downtown somewhere, bro. But this that, was that, this, this was that, back in them days, back in the eighties. That yeah. knockout was vicious. He well, he beat the brakes off, right? He beat the confidence out, Rocky. Yeah. Okay. I'm afraid, alright. I'm afraid. Why <laughs> <laughs> you want know, to got the kid, the baby? I'm afraid. Like he beat the confidence out that man, yo. He beat he beat the spirit out of Mick. Mick had a heart attack, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mick checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Mick oh and, and that goodness. whole time nobody got the ambulance, bro. Like, can you imagine a whole three rounds go by, nobody come in, and you just in there, uh, uh, rock. just just dying out. Rock, how'd we do, rock? He knew in his spirit. He heard the fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, you know another joint uh, a lot of people slept on was uh, was Bloodsport too. Okay, but uh, when Van, Van Dam, yeah, yeah, because that was that wasn't that joint based on a true story too as well. I don't know if it was based on the true story, but uh, Van Dam used to uh, used to rock. Van Dam was that bull back, yeah, back in the day. To stay giving out free smoke to Absolutely. people. <laughs> <laughs> Always did whooping <laughs> left and right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, well that'll close out top five. So next up, we get into big deal, no big deal. All right, so I, I asked about uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, a few weeks ago in this segment, but I saw news. It's rumored Dr. Doom will be uh, seen in the end credits of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, foreshadowing a soon-to-come appearance. Big deal, no big deal. You said Dr. Doom? Dr. Doom. Yeah, yeah big deal, though. I mean, not to me. I, I was never really like a big Dr. Doom back in the Marvel days. Yeah, it's no mm-hmm. different, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, when I was messing with Marvel when I was a kid, there's only a certain amount of people that I really messed with. Dr. Doom wasn't, he wasn't for me. Okay, okay. I, well, I, 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 I'll go with MF Doom, the rapper, before I go with Dr. <laughs> Doom. <laughs> well, John, John, you're in, in, in so the Marvel T, so what do you say? Well, you got to think, it's like foreshadowing with everything, everything that's coming, you know what I mean? Like, we already knew, of course, with, uh, He's, I ain't gonna hope I ain't spoiling nothing for nobody. Spoiler, but, please. You know, Spoiler alert. But uh, with Reed Richards and uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange's movie. So yeah, yeah. apparently they're still moving forward with with John Krasinski. I can't say his name to save my life. Well, him is um, is um, um, Mister Mister Fantastic. So oh, okay. yeah. like just moving forward with that 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 realm. Like it's 
the cool thing I like about Marvel, right, is you can you can put so many different characters in and movies and allow them just to be flushed out throughout yeah. different series. Yeah. And um, just to see how like are they going to use them just in movies or in series as well? Like, um, everything that's just coming forward with with, with Daredevil, how to use you know he how to use the oh my fault good looking out he how to use the what's the boy's name. Kingpin only for like that short moment. Oh, in, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was Colin Farrell, right? Colin yeah. Farrell? No, Kingpin no, no, no. was, uh, King was uh, I forgot his name. Oh, no, that was that, that, was, that was Michael Clark Duncan in uh, yeah, that was him in the original Daredevil, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not in, not in the new Hawkeye. Did you see okay. Hawkeye? No, I didn't see Oh, Hawkeye. see, I'm, I'm spoiling stuff. So, nah, my, nah, fault, nah, y'all, my fault, y'all. My fault, y'all. So, spoil it. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, so yeah, so now that he's in uh, they had him in like the brief moment in Hawkeye. So, the way they ended off, you're like, I don't know if he's still here, it's still not. So there's so many questions up in the, in the air. Like, yeah, yeah. are they bringing them back? So and it's I just some, it's so many Marvel characters that don't really intersect in yeah. the, the yep. history of uh, Marvel. So it can give you so many different some routes, different to avenues, go. and exactly. go on. So that's why I like I like when you're introducing the character. It's like, what are they really going to do with this boy? Like, how are they going to yeah, use yeah. him? Yeah. You know, you kind of saw it with the Mandarin and how to use them, but uh-huh. but eventually through other like stuff, like as they've had like now because they have Disney Plus, they can actually flush characters out a whole lot more. And it's been cool to see that happen. So, Absolutely. so I'm excited for it. Well, I'll, I'll say it's a big deal. I'll agree because, you know, it's, it's introducing another character to the story that, you know, is well-known. People uh, are familiar with Dr. Doom. So um, I, I think that's pretty dope. And anytime they bring out somebody new, I'm tired of them just rehashing a lot of the old characters, like with the yeah. Spider-Man series, with the with the Green Goblin and the Hobgoblin, or like with the Batman series, even though that's DC, but like with Joker and you know going with the same villains. There's so many villains. It's like so many more through. villains. Man. Why yeah. wouldn't you bring somebody new that's never been in a movie? And you yeah. can make and you can make them look just like they did with Thanos. The Thanos was skinny with a. They made him like they made oh, like him buff. Husky, yeah, yeah, like like you yeah. gotta yeah like if you can bring somebody up from back in the day, but make them modernize. That's that's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, you're opening, no you gotta think you're opening the world for like a lot of young people yep. to people in general to be open to comic books. Like if you keep using the same characters, then you're not like giving yourself opportunity as a business to mm-hmm. like say, all right, y'all, y'all know this, but we have a whole lot more to offer. Yep. Yeah, we've had like four or five different just Joker movies. Yeah. in the past 10, 15 years. So like let's 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 go with some other characters. Like it was other stuff going on. What's what's up with Clayface? What's up with uh Two Face? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well Two Face. Well, we already two, seen Two Face though, but we ain't seen But, we but ain't I want to see a, I want to see a Two Face movie, man. Remember oh, he was movie. Remember yeah, he, he was a district, district attorney, attorney and then he got burnt up and then he started going crazy, man. Do a Two Face movie, man. Yeah. That, that, you can see like a split personality. Y'all can do the mental health and all that, that crap that, with all the that movies. That be dope, man. You don't have to you don't have to put Batman in the movie. Well, you know they dropping a Joker too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so we don't know who like who the other characters are going to be in that movie. Yeah. Um, but a Joker, just, a Joker two. With, with Joaquin Phoenix. With Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> and one was yo. Did you ever see? You saw one. I saw one. Yeah. I like. I, I like. One, so one. one was good. Oh, but you see it yet? No, oh, bro. It was pretty good. It was yeah. good. It was good. It was the cra- the way they mo- moved it. It was it, you didn't know it was going to, and then the way it ended was, you it was just pretty did, dope. yeah. You just didn't know. It was, it was one of them Jones like who to trust that. So you ever read the the Killing Joke? Uh, no, I never seen. Oh, uh, so like in the comic, you don't know like it's like so much going on. You don't know who the character is. You like I don't know if it's a trustworthy narrator telling me this story. Yeah. That's pretty much what Joker is. You like huh. you walk through the whole movie just not knowing like. Oh, this is where it's going. Yeah. Huh. No, the joke, the joke movie was tough though. I like yeah. it. I thought I was gonna hate on it, but I th- it was <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Man. It was dope. Okay. So number two, in his first fight in 19 months. 
And in a new division as a junior middleweight, Philly's own Danny Garcia scored a majority decision last night against Jose. I'm going to mess this up. Ben Avedez. Benavides. 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 Big deal? No big deal. Uh, well, I'll say it's a big deal for Danny because uh, he's trying, you know, like I think I told you this on the phone earlier. He's going to move up and wait, you know, try to maybe get like two or three more big, uh, or two or maybe three more big fights before he retires. So that's what usually what welterweights do. They move up, go to 150, try to see if they can catch, uh, you know, I think Tony, what's his name? Tony Harrison wants to fight in the ball from Detroit. They, they fought the Charlos. So if he can get in a fight with them and get like, a, you know, like a, maybe like an eight-figure deal or something like that, that yeah. would be cool. So it's a big deal for him. For me, I'm kind of like lukewarm on the um, when when boxers on the other side of their career. I'm still waiting for Earl Spence and uh, Terrence Crawford. I'm, but, still, yeah. I'm still waiting for uh, Devontae David and uh-huh. uh, what's my man named Garcia. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the... I like the young guys coming like up. The young guys you know I mean? I like, you. Danny's kind of on the other side of his career, but it's, it's a big deal for him. No deal for me, though. Okay. I'll say like that, yeah. John? I'm kind of... Um, I, I kind of agree. I'm, I, I would say big deal, big deal, though. Okay. So I like once again, like I said, I like redemption stories. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I like and to it's, see it's, it's his first fight in over yeah. a year, almost two years. Yeah. You know, he's coming back. His last fight was a loss. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, I would say probably a big deal. Plus he's a Philly number. guy, so you know we want to support. I yeah. saw, I saw, I saw his fight in uh, when he fought at Temple. I guess it was like four or five years ago. Uh-huh. I went to the fight there. It was dope, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. that's what's up. I was in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with everybody else and, and say big deal. Shout out to Danny Garcia. You know, keep doing your thing, getting W's for as long as you continue to do what you're doing. Sleep likes to see you winning. So number three. It looked like someone set off the pyrotechnics at a little dirt concert at the wrong wrong damn time, and Dirkio got caught with an explosion in the face. Pause. Big deal. No big deal. Wait, <laughs> um, I saw. It's funny because I saw the joint. I saw when he caught the milk. So I guess is this the same show when he caught somebody threw some trash at him and he caught the milk like with his bare hands. I don't know. I, I didn't didn't see that joint. I saw yeah, one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That wasn't it. Um, Cuddy got stuff thrown at him. Yeah, Cuddy got got That's stuff the, thrown at him. He, yeah. walked, he that, walked off. That was a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, he walked off like a hoe. But but but, no, but, but this, this was more recently. This was no, like a daytime concert. Yeah, but they were seen him walking on the stage. He had the mic. He was walking across the stage, and all of a sudden it was like somebody didn't know what was going on. Set them drones off, and it was mm. like the explosions that supposed to come out the stage. Yeah. But he was too damn close, and it was like, "Bow!" Yeah, and he I, just walked I, it off. I saw but the uh, his man's like, "Yo, you good?" I, I, Ain't I, on the eyebrows no more. No yeah, eyebrows. I, I, in I saw the, uh, the, the 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 thing over his eye, the bandage, and everything. He, he looked he looked like a DC character. <laughs> Yo, he looked crazy. Yeah. That that's a no deal. He got the Michael Jackson. Uh, He'll be all right. The Pepsi joint. Pepsi joint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. the big bandage on his yeah. face and eye. Man, it was funny, man. Dang, bro. That's no deal for me, though. Okay. Nah, Dirk, Dirk all right, though. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. No deal for me. Well, I'll, I'll say it makes a difference. I mean, it's, it's his health right now, so you know, it's, 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 a, it's a deal. Maybe not a big deal, but <laughs> you need to be watching out for them up in out in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's what you need to be worried yeah. about. It didn't kill his whole damn family. I'm not laughing at it, but I'm not. No, a fact. His brother, I mean, like people in his family catching that work. Yeah, I mean, so he got more to worry. And remember, he was up in the house with his girl, and they tried to rob me to shoot them 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 Negroes from his crib. That was early this year, so he got bigger problems than pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. The closest thing that got to him was pyrotechnics. Everything else, then they got his family and all that. He got pyrotechnics. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. 
All right. Well, that's what we have for Big Deal, No Big Deal. And with that, we'll get to our guest, Mr. Jonathan Marshall. So uh, you are somewhat of a sports fan. Yeah. Um, are you a Philly sports guy or are you like uh, one of those Philly guys that likes Dallas? No, 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 no. I don't bang with Dallas. I ain't going to do that, though. But. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't going to do that. Niggas so, so in Philly, they ain't never been to Dallas. Yeah, nah. never been, Never even been to Virginia. Yeah. But so, they Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> oh, no. So I'll be, I'll be real with you, right? So I'm a sports fan. I'm not a Philly sports fan. Okay. I'm a player sports fan, right? So I like okay. specific players. Okay. So I was on Philly when AI played. Gotcha. And then the moment that broke my heart, yo, was when AI came back to Philly. I was at that game. Yeah. And I was just watching him play. With Denver. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Someone when he came back he to came play. He came back to play. Oh, 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 yeah. I got, I got, I got. He was yeah. watching. At the yeah. end. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> yeah. but it, but it, was, it was like, it was a level of wash, though. And he had but, and he had a cut. He didn't have a break. Yeah, he, he it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Yeah, he yeah. said it faded at this point. Yeah. yeah. It was like, they, you know, they, what's the boy called? Samson or they cut his hair or something? Yeah. yeah it was like that kind of situation. It's kind of like that girl you saw in high school and you see her eight years later. He's like, yeah, yeah was that, she was that thing back in the day. You see her now. You're like, nah, man. It's not, that's the same. It's not hitting yeah. the same no more, man. So, yeah, but he, I remember that. And I remember he just stopped playing. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I remember the, the game he came back, right? And I'm watching it. He missed like, I would say like. Like four or five layups. Oh my goodness! And and he took them out, and I was like, yeah. "Dag, bro, like how do you?" And that team was good. They yeah. had like Lou Williams and uh, Drew Holiday, and um, I think AI, uh, uh, the other uh, Andre. The Andre, team Andre, was Andre, okay. Yeah. Andre so was all, still here. Yeah. No, no, wait, was Andre still here, or were they trying? Did they ship him out? Evan Turner was on the there, team. There, there, there was a brief time Andre Iguodala and, and AI together. Yeah, because right, yeah, yeah. I know they shipped them out after yeah, that. Elton but, Brand, like the team. If you yeah. look at the team, like how did it? But once AI came, he kind of like sucked the win out of him. People was like, "Yeah, he back, he back," and then he came. It wasn't him. It just wasn't him. And it was crazy because. Was yeah. Andre's talent at that point in yeah. time. And when he mm-hmm. came back, he kind of like, you know, got pushed aside. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So after that happened, man, I'm just like, I kind of got <laughs> disheartened, man. I was like, I all right, you. I'm not going to be no team dude no more, man. Okay. So, but so, no. So, what players do you follow uh, NBA wise? I mean, of course, we said LeBron. Yeah. I go wherever LeBron goes, man. I ain't going to lie. Okay. Good. I like him as a, not just as a, as a like a athletic player, but I like him as an IQ player, man. So, I like IQ players. I got you. Um, NBA, I like Ja, of course KD, um, Kyrie still to this day, man. As much as controversy is around him, man, <laughs> like that handle, man, you can't. It speaks for itself. So he can ball, yeah, man. <laughs> when he when he feels like when he feels like it, though. <laughs> so um, other than that, right, for real, for real, I'm just like a ball fan, like sports altogether. I don't really watch like that many sports, man. Okay, so anything NFL wise or no, not so much. Did do Eagles for like maybe three years, and then uh, last year time I think the last time I watched Eagles game was when they were in the Super Bowl. Um, we lost that year, and I was hard. You know? I was like, the, right. the Eagles are a hard team to support. I'm gonna yeah. keep it hundred with you. I've been an Eagles fan all my life, yeah. and especially when I was much younger, it, it's just hard to to, I remember what, to, to you, stick with these guys. Did you watch it with us in the gym that time? The Super Bowl when we was watching in the gym? Possibly. I don't even know, bro. After that, after that game, sure. I was like, dang, man. I still been watching them every year. I still follow yeah. them, but you're not to the T I used to, man. I so, got you. Yeah. All right. Well, I get it. That makes sense. Um, I I was gonna say I did peep a picture of you at a Sixers game. Um, what's maybe one or two of your funnest experiences at a live professional sporting event or otherwise? A, a different sporting event. Uh 
Well, so one of the coolest things I got to do as a as a wedding photographer, I got to um, go down and chill like during the you know middle of a the game. There was it was like a wedding going on. Mm-hmm. Fanatic got to chill and shoot with him. Okay. Um. So I got like little selfies with the boy. He's cool. So the Phillies. <laughs> uh, Phillies fanatic. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was pretty cool. Um. Another cool thing, a sporting event. Uh. I'll probably say so. I get to I get to, to take my my students there. I'm a, I'm a house parent as well, mm-hmm. and I get to take the students there. So we um we got a chance to go to um actually it was a Villanova game. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got a chance to go this year, and um it blew them out. I forgot who they were playing right now, but it blew them out. Man, it was a dope game. So I probably say that's probably the most recent things. I I think that's probably like outstanding to me for me. So okay, yeah. Taylor brought up this question a few weeks back. But since you're a LeBron guy, I'll ask you: How many more years do you project, uh, or how much time do, more do you project that LeBron has as being like a top level NBA player? Do you feel like it's uh, one or two more years, two or three more years? Do you feel like it's going to fall off next season? Uh, because we don't necessarily think he's the best. Well, I don't necessarily think he's the best guy in the league right now, but he's yeah. still in that top three to yeah. five conversation. Yeah, I would say probably like I give him. I give him four years. Ooh, okay. I give him four. Cause I, uh, that's what so, Mike. That's what Mike. I, said. No, I, yeah. I said two or three. Yeah, I say like four. Cause you gotta think like the cool thing I like about, about about him is how how he adjusted his game over time, right? And that's the thing that most players don't learn how to do is adjust their game over time. I, I do note that when we bring up LeBron conversations, he's yeah. not playing as much trying to you know play downhill above the rim. He'll still go to the basket and yeah. play in the paint. But uh, he he shoots a little more than he goes to the rack. Yep, and that's the thing about it. You got to refine your game over time and um, being strategic about how you play. Like once again, I said that's the that's the piece of an IQ play. And it's at the point now where um, chess is a long game, right? Yeah. He plays chess, and I think that's the reason why he has the longevity is because he's able to do that. So he's able to manipulate and, and move things around, and also too, like if you put yourself in a position. Um, and if the people who are like the managers put you still put you in a position to have shooters around you, then you know when you drive and you kicking, you know you're putting all the pressure on other people. Like you kind of take a lot off yourself. Exactly. And it just allows you to do a whole lot more. So that allows the longevity piece. Mm-hmm. Like if you notice the times that he got injured, it was times that he had to do a whole lot more than he usually needed to yeah. in order to sustain things. So, um, so as long as he you know still got pieces around him that can help him move. Then he, I see four years, man. Because you, you got to huh? think too; he's not going to put himself in position. And not. the fact that he keeps himself in immaculate shape. Yeah, he's a finely yeah. tuned athletic machine. Like this dude, don't quit in the gym. Yeah, how many? Uh, I mean, how much does he spend a year on his body? I'm not sure about LeBron. I, was like a couple I, million. I, I know I heard Russell Wilson spends around a million or two just on his body, like health LeBron, and same fitness, thing. and yep. you know stuff like that. So I would assume that LeBron is the same, if not more. Yeah, I think people. So people have to start using it. Like started using his regimen mm-hmm. based upon like well he was he was spending like maybe I think like one and a half to two million a year mm-hmm. on his body. People were like wondering like how do you last so long? And it's like yo if you're getting all this money you got to invest in yourself. Yeah, first. when you generating you know tens of hundreds of millions every year, you definitely need to make sure that you're taking care of your biggest investment, which is bringing the money in, which is your body. Your body, yeah. Like so the Shaq, where where, where would have Shaq been if he'd actually took care of himself? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, might not have been so hard. Not at hard, or not even that fast, too. Yeah. I mean, like he had to wait, but <clears throat> yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with um, LeBron. Just in the sense of thinking, like four years, because he's not gonna put himself in a position to to not um, be around for his son too, like because he's trying to wait for his son to be in the league. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, but 
Well, we did discuss that you are a husband and uh, a father. Yes, so sir. what is one uh, or a few of the most rewarding things you feel like about being a dad? Um, so I think the coolest thing about being a dad is just... Uh, just talking to my kids, to be honest, yo. Like, kids' conversation is, like, funny. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it. Like, my, you know, even my baby girl, she's not really talking. But the fact that she's trying to communicate to me lets me know, like, yo, that's that's dope. She's actually trying to communicate with me. I don't yeah. know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but, but, but she's trying to talk to me. So it just shows a level, like, I'm important to them and they're important to me. Absolutely. Um, I think it's probably, like, the most important thing for me. Now, I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't have my dad around. So, like... Just let me know that I could be there for my kids and, and vice versa that they're there for me. A lot of times you don't realize as a parent that your, your children are there for you too. So, mm-hmm. so in a lot of cases, the they're there for you as much as you're there for them. Yeah. Yep. Most of So, that's probably like the most important thing to me as a parent is just being able to communicate to my kids, man. And how old are yours? So, I got an 11 year old, a nine year old, and a, a 10 month old, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Pandemic baby boys. <laughs> Quarantine kid. We couldn't go nowhere. Bunch of, a bunch of them out here. Yeah, of them out. And they like a different breed. Like she's like extra strong. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know? Extra strong. So, but yeah. Well, I haven't said it yet, but definitely salute to the Marshall family, uh, your wife and your kids Thanks, uh, from the show. Thanks, man. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, so, who would you say uh, most influences maybe your parenting approach? Um,. So two people, my mom, of course, and Bill Cosby, y'all. Oh, okay. Now from the Cosby sorry. Show, from sorry, the Cosby Show. He, he not in real life. Not, Huxtable. Yeah, Huxtable, not, okay. not, uh, not Rufy guy. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, like, you got to think, like, I grew up, like, I didn't have my dad around, so that was, like, yeah. probably the closest thing, and I had to emulate as a... The father was what I saw on TV, and you're in that generation of where the Cosby Show was yeah, kind of like the Cosby I, yeah, Show, like it was on TV. It was on TV. Like, like I was in the generation we was watching reruns. Oh no, so I was in I was in the I gotta watch this generation. Yeah, Dang, yeah. you made me feel. Oh, thanks, bro. Now nah, you good? You're literally <laughs> four years older. <laughs> For but, real, that's it. Yeah, but that's that's how crazy. Dang, that four year gap is. is reruns. Dang, bro. But yeah, the um, like just watching that that show on how like how he handled his kids, um was important to me like just to like like I said communication was big yeah. on the Cosby show like he always talked to his kids yeah. throughout there you know the ups and the downs you just sit down and have a conversation with them and it was important to me so I got you. Um, so yeah I, I took it out to be honest I took that into my like everyday life I was a social worker I was a teacher mm-hmm. all those things and I, I took that um, and ran with it like just being in communication is a big part so Absolutely. That's yeah. that's something that's big in my relationship with me and my lady is we, we want to make sure we communicate with each other because when communication breaks down, that's when misunderstandings happen. That's yep. when you have the time to uh, come up with things in your head about what's going on and things start going left. Yeah. And then, um, right. yeah, like I said, my mom, too, man. Watching her as a single parent do it, man. I remember I, um, I grew up in, in Camden, so... Mm. Ruben Camden and then came to Philly. CM, yeah. CMD. CMD. Cash Money Drugs? Do they still call <laughs> yeah. it that? Gracious. Yes, sir. Mm. It's actually, mm. I, to be honest, I'd rather live in Camden and Philly right now. But meanwhile, <laughs> um, yeah, so growing up in Camden, my mom was like particular about making sure, like I was in the middle of the hood, and my mom made sure that I had like every opportunity that I could have in the middle of the hood. And um, that's not easy, man. So yeah. just to show like you sacrifice for the sake of your children. And that's yeah. what, that's the biggest thing I learned is like, and like my child, my children didn't ask to be here, right? 
Taylor says I'm, that all the time. Yeah, they didn't ask to be here. I made the decision for them to be here. So if I made the decision for them to be here, then I got to sacrifice for them to be here. So, mm-hmm. so that's my mindset. That's a whole beautiful, fact. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were saying earlier, but this year you turned the big 40. Yes, sir. How's it feel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> starting to kick in. Starting to kick. No, actually, you know what's cool now, man? This was a this was a dope year, man. My 30 was like my 30 was like my 40. I felt like when I turned 30, I was like, <laughs> dag, bro, I'm old. Yeah. But, but this year, like I turned 40 and I don't feel like I'm 40. Okay. Um and I don't feel like I'm I don't feel like I'm old. I got the grades and all that, but yeah, yeah. I don't feel like a I don't feel like an old head. Okay. And I still, you know, I'm trying to, you know, it's funny because uh my kids and the and the, and the, and the students I work with. You know, I try to do, you know, I'm trying to do young boom moves, try to dance with him and all that. And yeah. like, yeah, you look 40. <laughs> like, all right, but I don't feel it, though. So, uh-huh. but, um, yeah, now I'm 40. Now I don't feel like it, man. So let's ride. Other than okay. my knees, other than my knees. Finishing out the father questions, what's the most memorable Father's Day or birthday gift you've been given? Uh, my first, my first, uh, my first birthday as a father was dope. And there's nothing, nothing big, yo. Yeah. I just, my wife decided to take me to a diner. We went to, like, Manoa Diner. I know where that is. It's not yeah. far from where I stay at. Yeah, so Manoa Diner. And uh, it was just me, her, and the baby in the car seat. Yeah. But it was like that realization, like, this is this is where life is going to be. Yeah, and I was this, cool this, with this it. This is where we going. This is where we going. And I was cool with it. You know, like, some people, like, dread being a parent. I was cool with it. And at that point, I was like, I'm, I was happy. So that, I, that was like that moment when you was like, you know I was what? resolute, yeah. I was resolute with it. Like, you know, because my dad wasn't around, I had so much fear and anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. And um, at that moment, I was just like, I'm good. I enjoy this. This is it. And from then forward, I ain't never looked back. So Solid gold, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. So it's been almost 15 years since college days for me. <laughs> <laughs> A little longer for you. Yeah, yeah. But what would you say is your biggest takeaway or benefit from that college experience than your family? Um, just relationships, man. Like, for the most part, one thing I appreciate about college is I still I still talk to pretty much almost everybody that I knew at that point in time. Okay. Um, and you know they always tell you like you know your you know your young friends are gonna be your friends of life. You know, but like. My college friends are like my legit, like they're not, they're probably, they're the people that I go through life with, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so it's been cool, like just to you know still go through life with my friends. I still talk to Hector. I was talking, to, you know, you remember Hector, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was texting Hector the other day. You know, he just got married. Like it's cool to just be able to like um, see the longevity of friendship. And, I, and it's it's tough because you said 15 years. Like I don't, I had to check myself. I'm like, I've been married for like 15 years this year. Yeah, I don't feel like it. So it's crazy to think like. It's crazy to think like that was so long ago. Um, it trips me out sometimes. Yeah, about it, it kind of weirds me out. So. And it was such a pivotal point in our lives, yeah. like where we went through so much growth. Yep. Um, to where it's like it, it's it's significant, yeah. which makes sense why you still have such a strong bond with your friends from back then because of you know things you went through. Yeah. So it was, so I went in college with this, with this mindset, like I'm the only child. I'm here for me. I'm here to only do me, and I'm just gonna be focused on me. Not gonna focus on anybody else. Yeah. That was my mindset. I'm like, I'm here for school. I'm paying all this tuition. I ain't trying to get sidetracked. And um, I, the, the point that actually changed it was actually Hector, right? So I was an equipped peer counselor. Okay. And um, he came through equipped. And 
all craziness, whole bunch of whole bunch of, crazy, whole bunch of craziness happened. And like the last week of school, he did he couldn't find housing to live on campus. No. Um. So me at the time, I was an RA and I had my own, you know, I had my own room. I was sitting, I was like, you know what, like I got you. And I asked him to switch me out with another RA who had his own room. Um. So he could have his own room, and I, I took on a double, so heck, they could stay with me. Okay. Now, mind you, still this time, I, I'm, I'm the only child. I've never lived with nobody else. Yeah. Never... And at that point, yo, like, that's why we have such a close bond. It was like, it became like a little brother that I never had. Absolutely. And um, so I was like, you know, at that point, I was like, yo, it's not just about you. It's about everybody that's around you. So just start building with people around you. So that was my goal. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how does the road from Eastern lead you to writing books? Actually, wasn't even Eastern, man. Um, it's funny, like Eastern had. I'm also education part, yeah. Like I was a teacher at one point in time, so I can say that like there. But um, I was always right. I was a writer since I was a young age. I used okay. to write like poems and poetry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, once I got into college, I kind of wasn't focused on that. Um, and I started like rapping in college and all that kind of stuff. I was doing music for a little bit of time, and then when I got married, I put that on the on the back burner. Um, but I still like had the desire to keep writing stuff, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until like you know, I had my kids, and I'm reading to them as a as a dad, right? And it's two things that I saw or I didn't see. I didn't see us in books, you know, people of color in books. Yep. And I didn't see no dads in the books. Like everybody uh, was either with the moms, moms or the yeah, grandmoms, grandmoms or all that. And then it was like if they did have a dad, he was like an animal, like he was like a, a bear or whatever else. And I wanted, my, I wanted my kids to be able to see themselves in books. I wanted me, I wanted dads to be able to see themselves in books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's fire. Yeah. So from then I was like, let's just do this. And then I wanted families to be able to see themselves in books. And then one thing I, I realized, like me and my kids, we like one thing we used to like to do, and we still do, is like just sit down and read together. Like I wanted families to be able to have that moment. And keep, I keep the book short on purpose because I wanted them to have like even if it's like for five or ten minutes, I want families to be able to enjoy these books with their kids for that moment. Right, like we all moving too fast, we all doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, how can we take small moments to actually like sit down, read together, see us, see ourselves in these books, um, and then the books are all in poetry, so it's repetition, so it's easier for you to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at the point now where you're reading stories with your child, they're re- y'all reading them together. So you, you're also helping literacy, right? You're helping yeah. them learn. Yeah. So, so that was the goal behind it all, man. That still is the goal behind it all. Okay. Is to build families, you know. So. Yeah, personal story. And and you are right on you're right on point with the importance of reading to your kids. And, I, oh. and I'm gonna tell you, and this is personal, I don't share it too often. Uh I didn't grow up with my dad, you know, I was with him earlier in my life. Uh-huh. And uh he used to read to me uh a lot of Disney books. Uh a lot of, you know, atlases and uh encyclopedia stuff. But the important thing is he read to me almost every night, every other night that he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went back to live with my mom, when my mom got me, I they put me in school because I was with my dad, and it's this long story situation. But I hadn't been in school, so mm-hmm. I didn't really start school until I was six years old. No kindergarten, no pre-K, no daycare. That's just what it was. Mm-hmm. But I was able to catch up because he read to me so much uh-huh. you know what i'm saying even though he didn't do everything but from that beginning he read to me so much that 
within a month, I was able to. I had taught myself to read on a first grade level mm-hmm. right. from not from not being in daycare, pre K, or any of that shit. Yeah. So I I commend what you're doing because it's people don't know that them beginning years are so important, especially yeah. when it comes to reading and yeah. and, and literacy. So I, I I salute you, bro. Thanks, man. A lot of people don't even know like. The fact about prisons, right? You know they build prisons based upon the area's third grade reading level. Mm. Like that's how it's based. Like they yep. base you on your third grade reading level. Like if my third grade, wow. if you can't read on the third grade reading level, if it, you know they they do the the stats quo, yeah, they'll build prisons there. Like that's that's what they do. Like that's literally where they build prisons. So just that mindset, like people don't understand the power of literacy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one thing I say. My mom is also too. She was big on like. You know, my mom always, she, I remember the first time I asked her, I was like, Mom, can I get an Encyclopedia Britannica? And she was like, what? I can't afford that. We found a used John. It was like a used older version. It was like yeah. maybe like uh, maybe like five or ten years older, but she still got it for me. Okay. And I sat down and read Encyclopedia. It was weird. I was one of them kids. It was cool. Uh-huh. I read like comic books. I read encyclopedias. I read thesaurus. I read those kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it helped me, my future. And in the mindset now, even with my kids, like reading to them now, like, it's not a it's not a prideful thing, right? But my my eleven year old, right? So he's going into sixth grade, reads almost on a ninth grade reading level. So it's that importance, right? Uh-huh. That you constantly yes. If I if I didn't choose to have you, right? Well, if I if I chose to have you, right? If I chose to have you, then I'm going to invest in you. Yeah. And that's the thing I, I, I view with my children is I chose to have them here. Right. So I'm going to invest everything that I have in you to make sure that hopefully that you are successful, especially as a as a black male or a black female. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to invest in you so that um, when the world looks down on you, when all you know when everybody else is looking down on you, that you're still proud of who you are and where you are. So yeah, yeah. All right, cool, cool. My my dad made me read uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I was yeah. like eight years old. <laughs> yep, <same>. eight. <laughs> Imagine giving an eight year old uh, this thick nowadays. Yeah. And then I had to read it again. When I was like ten. He's like, oh, you, you got to read it again. But and you got to think though. And, and like, get, but. Once you do that, like it, it helps you when you're older and stuff like yeah. that. And then by the time I got to college, they did like same thing you uh, what you said. They gave us all. The, I said I know this whole book, and I was this yeah. is, I was like I'm like I'm like 19, 20 years old. I said uh-huh. I can give I'm giving different dissertations about the about the, about the book. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Like you get in a I position, read it as a kid. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like to be in a position. I remember I, I was I was in high school and I read all these books. Yep. So when I got to Eastern. I had read like you know five or six books that yep, we were reading. That, in that class. was coming up in the that yeah. was coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like my mom like really invested in my my childhood, and my youth, uh, to the point where like when it got older, it paid off. Like yeah. I didn't have to like you know I put myself in positions where I was like you know doing dumb stuff as a young man. But outside of that, that was just my decisions that I was making dumb decisions. It wasn't mm-hmm. the academic piece. Yeah, there was so, always something in you that was yeah you know kind of predisposed to handling that stuff yep. because you had been conditioned to do it growing up. Yeah, sir. So. Okay, that's dope. So how long did it take for you to actually commit to the process of sitting down and writing a book? Um, After you made up your mind, you know, this is what I want to do. How long before you actually was like, okay, so we're going to flesh this out? The writing part was the like the, the easy part. Like writing, like, is, like I said, second nature to me. So that part wasn't the hard part. The hard part was like... Trying to decide, like, actually, like learning the process of, of releasing a book, mm-hmm. right? Learning that you need an illustrator. Okay, that part was the easy part. Already new illustrators, that's cool. But then learning the whole process behind things, it's an annoying process if it's your first time doing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's disheartening if you don't know anything or if you can't find the information. Um, 
and especially if you self-publish it. So I self-publish for specific reasons, but um, that whole process is as difficult as it is. Self-publishing, but it's also discouraging to go to publishers and have them turn your stuff away too. Yeah. So I went that route first. I went to publishers, and they were like, "No," because this was still like, yeah. They were like, "No." Yeah. And then, but really, what it came down to was like when people were like starting saying like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea." I started thinking about like how I wanted to do the books right like they all come out on specific days which is our birthdays okay so like i wanted my children to have something that was theirs so i have everybody else having to enjoy the books as well my children have something that's theirs every every now anytime anyone that goes to the books or that comes from the books i mean goes right directly back to them right okay. that's one of the savings funds so long after i'm gone they'll have something that's still theirs right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it comes out on their birthday so you know like on my birthday i have this book that's dedicated to me yeah so that was the main thing was like getting to all that stuff was like the difficult part other than that i was cool okay yeah that's that's extremely uh thoughtful yeah. on your part and I've, I've noticed just from the conversation that we're having right now that you're putting a lot of thought into a lot of the things that you're doing so that's yeah. that's dope that's very important uh so you've got five books out at this point do you have a particular one that's your favorite um so i do um so me, so I like I like jokes a lot. So me and my kazoo at the zoo is my favorite one, mm-hmm. um, specifically because I love music okay. and I love animals. Like I, you know what I mean. So, um, and and my son Elijah, he loves music, and he loves animals. So okay. it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a joke back between us, you know, back and forth between us. Yeah. And um, we were just it just all came from the idea like what would do, you know what would you do. If you had an instrument at the zoo, yeah. it's like you know your imagination just runs wild. Uh, okay, and that's what you know. That's what came from it. So, I think that's probably like the the one I enjoy the most. I think people expect me to say my first book, which is I'll be right there, mm-hmm. which is like you know it's a gem in my heart too, because um, it's a reminder of me as a dad that I'll be there for my child. But yeah. it's also a reminder as a dad that I need to be there for my child, right? Um, um, but I would say me and my kazoo at the zoo is probably like my my favorite just because of. It exudes our family's personality in it the most. Okay, so. and that's that's one of your more recent ones, right? That's yeah, that's my actually that's my my third book, the third book, yeah. Okay, third book, yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that inspires you to create a book, um, or are there any others in your field that are, field that influence your work? Any other authors? Any other writers? Um, no, no other authors. Um, my family inspires me so. Most of the most of the books are from like random conversations that we had or something I thought about, mm-hmm. a joke we had. Like just that, you know, I, you know, I have my phone with me all the time, so we'll be joking about something. I'm like, ah, and the idea will just pop in my head. Like mm. how I is so how I, I'm, I'm a visual person, right? Gotcha. So it's weird how it happens where something will be said, and I'll hear it and see it as a book. I'll see it as an image of this is like me and my kazoo at the zoo. I saw like. You know, and animals at the zoo dancing around while playing instrument. Like I saw yeah. that visually, okay. and I wrote backwards from seeing that 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 one picture. Huh. So that's how all the books are written. It's like I have this idea about this one thing, and then I start from there and work backwards. I got you. So, yeah. well, everybody has their process. Yeah. I'm definitely a visual learner in person too, so it makes sense how you hear things and you see it as a way mm-hmm. or as something in your head. Yeah, uh, I'm very similar in that. Um, do you at some point plan on venturing into writing other material or is children books kind of your lane? Um, so I'm doing, I'm actually writing, um, a young adult novel right now. Um, 
and that process is a lot harder. Than <laughs> mm. So yeah, young adult now. So my, you know, my boys are like, you know, at the age where they're reading young adult novels okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of like you kind of go along where your, your children are. Well, so they, yeah, that's why. That's what I did. So, so I had this idea of a book, and um, I ran it by my son. He was like, uh, I like the idea. I don't know if I like the title. So I like the title. I don't care. So, um, <laughs> but um, so that's what I'm working on now as a young adult. I honestly, I never had an intention about like I'm going to write children's books or I'm going to write young adult. It's just whatever came to me came to me, and I just yeah. I put it out. Just there. went with that. Yeah. I got so if something else happens, if I do adult, you know, if I do sci-fi, so this one is like a um, um, what we call like an urban fantasy type book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, what advice would you give uh, someone who wants to be an author or, or maybe on the fence or maybe has something that they wrote that they just are kind of apprehensive about putting out? Um, it's something I learned as, as a photographer, right? Is um, If you want to learn something, find somebody who does what you want to do and learn from them. And I think a lot of times is that, you know, the anxiety of trying to do that. But the reality of, at least for me, that I needed I needed somebody to... To, I need to find somebody who did what I wanted to do. Yeah. If I wanted to be a photographer, I had to put myself around photographers who were doing what I wanted to do so I can learn from them. Yeah. Um, watch them. Like I said, I'm visual, so I had to watch them, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's the same thing with, like, you know, being an author. Like, be around people who, who you know, who do what you want to do. That means seeking them out, find them. Like, you got to work hard. And I think the thing is, is a lot of people get discouraged because they start somewhere and then they stop. Yeah. And... The reality of it is, like, I mean, even even watch even with y'all the podcast, right? Like, how did y'all start this process? Did y'all like just was like, you know, we're gonna do a podcast? No, y'all probably listen to podcasts. You already had your own interests. You probably dived in and was like, you know what? I need to find a studio. I need to find the equipment. I need to, you know, like I need to find the platforms that it's gonna be on. Yeah. Like all the things that you need in order to to be a sustaining business. That's just the mindset you have to walk into. And I think people just see the they see the end glory, right? But they don't. Mm-hmm. Who they don't it? see all the steps yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah, they don't see all the steps in between. Like it's a lot that goes into it. Like I stay up late nights writing, right? Like I'm probably tired right now. I'm going right yeah. night. So, so from like sometimes from ten to midnight to one o'clock to twelve o'clock in the morning, my wife, why are you still up? I'm writing. I'm writing. I'm working on stuff. I'm advertising. So it's it's one of those things where it's a lot that goes into it. So if you really like, if you really have something that you're passionate about, dive into it. And what you were saying about um, if you want to do something, seek out and put yourself around other people that do it. That was amazing advice. I've, I've actually heard that before. So I just want to really hammer that into our listeners to, um, you know, heed what he said and, and you know, be about that. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be a little difficult. You know, it's going to be a little it's, it's, it might make you feel a little anxious if you're more of a quiet person seeking out people and trying to reach out to people. But definitely be about doing that if you're serious about what you're trying to do. Yeah, I know. Um my mom makes the best mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one year I asked her, I was like, Mom, can I get the ingredients? She's like, yeah. So she she wrote, you know, she texted, she told me the ingredients and I wrote them down. And I made the mac and cheese and it was just all right. It was just yeah. all right, right? Yeah. So the next year what I did is I went to her house and I watched her make the mac and cheese. Yeah. But the same ingredients that she told me how to do and everything. But it's totally different when you like, when somebody tells you something, but when you actually invest in like going to dive and to see like how they do this. Uh-huh. Now my mac and cheese is good. You know what I mean? Like, I had to invest that time to go to my mom's crib. Like, how is this so buttery? Oh, yep. yeah. So, like, if you're not willing to do that, then I I don't know what to tell you. So, not yeah. like, like, like you know, like you said, like, it's, it's 
if you're not willing to, if it, it could be, you know, you could be anxious, you can have that anxiety. YouTube, yo, like, if you don't know how to talk to actual people and you're having a tough time doing that, you have the platform of YouTube to go to where you can see, like, you can find plenty of people who are probably already doing what you're doing and telling you and giving you ideas about how to do that, too, where you actually maybe don't have to physically interact with somebody, at least at that point, to start off with. So mm -hmm. You're going to get out of whatever it is that you put into it. So yeah. make sure if it's something that you really want to do, you're putting your all in. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned your movie buff. Give me real quick your top five go-to movies. Top five go-to movies? Yeah, so... Dang. If you wanted to watch a comedy, what would you watch? If you wanted to watch whatever your particular favorite joint is, what would you watch? All right, so I'll go categories, because I don't got favorites or nothing, man. Okay. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. Favorite comedies, movies? Yo, Zoolander, I ain't gonna hold you. That's like one of my top five movies of all time. I was going okay. people like, what, Zoolander? Yeah, bro, I'm sorry. Okay. Saga, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as like sci-fi, um... It's like a sci-fi horror on Event Horizon. Oh yeah, Event Horizon's dope. That's a that's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, sci-fi in general, obviously the Terminator series, like anything like within that. Um, Sarah Connor. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to take it to history, uh, the Patriot. The Patriot was a crazy movie. That was the a Mel joke Gibson. With Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Um. Braveheart. So I like I like specific like so just like I like you know like specific players. I like specific actors. Okay. So like a, a Mel Gibson or a Tom Cruise or like you know Denzel or you know like I go to specific. So you never actor. I can tell you in the movie. I got so, you. Okay. Yeah. But uh, which is your favorite Marvel character and your favorite Marvel movie? Wolverine. Favorite Marvel character. Um, favorite Marvel movie. Winter Soldier. That's okay. probably like the most well written of the all the Marvel movies that I've seen so far. Was that the the, the that was the, the Captain second, America too? Yeah, the second one. Yeah, okay, Winter right. Soldier. Yeah, that was like it was just so I well think, written. I think, I think that was the one I liked too. Yeah. So we lost a few actors recently who were prominent figures in what some would call "quote unquote" gangster material. And Paul Sorvino, Tony Sirico, Ray Liotta, and then James Caan. Do you have a favorite gangster movie? <laughs> So it's between. So I don't know if you count Heat as a gangster movie, but Heat is one of my yes. the top five. You can, it's, you it's can think yeah. fall in there. All right, but then other than that, Goodfellas. Okay, Goodfellas yeah. is my yeah. Casino too, but dang man, it's a hard one. Like that's yeah, yeah. That's, I love that character. You know what? Carlitos Way. Like I on. can get bored. Carlitos Way is dope. For some reason, now being this old, getting older, you mm -hmm. can get a little bored with Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. It can get a little repetitive, but for some reason, Casino never gets old. Yeah, and Casino is long. Like, Casino is yeah. mad long, but dog. It's, but, but it's, it's long classic, and drawn dog. out. But, yeah, but so it all makes though. sense. Yeah, yeah. he's the. Yeah. I remember heat that gun scene. If yeah. you got surround sound, I remember I first heard that on that on my post. Heat, you know what's going to happen, but when you get there, you like, yo, man, like I yeah. want to watch it again. Like, like, you, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what's going to happen. And we were yeah. actually talking about some of those are the, Yeah, some of those are the best movies. When you know what's going to happen, then you get there and you like, yo, I, this, is, this is everything it, I expected. Even more. if you want, like, I felt so, like, 
with the whole Val Kilmer thing, man. Like I was messed up on that joint. I was like, dang, bro. What you like mean? you just feel bad with the characters. Like you want them, you oh, want the oh, best oh, for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember him just like just tipping his hat and dipping off. I was it like, dang, no, no Val, no Val. Like you know what I mean? So had to leave the joint. Yeah. So like just that, it's crazy. Like you wanted the best for them, and just watching it all fall apart. You know it's gonna fall apart anyway. You knew it was, yeah. But just yeah, but you're still hoping it wasn't. But you knew it was gonna happen. So but yeah, he. Um, I remember having that joint on VHS. It was two VHS tapes, dog. It mm. was, yeah, back in the day, it was, yeah, yeah before the DVDs. That, that's how out. Scarface was too. Mm. Yeah, 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 I know Scarface. Scarface is on multiple DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, and like, I, this is the end of this one. I think, this two. I think the second Godfather was two of two tapes too back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about some long movies? Yeah, I got, so I got the. I, so it's crazy. I st- I'm a collector, right? So I stuck on like a lot of my VHS stuff. Yeah, the Godfather series on VHS is eight tapes. Damn! Oh my god! Yeah, bro. Yeah, the first time I watched Scarface, I said, "How long is this movie?" <laughs> this, it was an epic. Yeah, but it don't even feel like that long. So it's crazy when it don't feel like long. Right? Now, now that you now I watch it and I'm like, okay, it's no big thing. But yeah. that was the first time, so it was a little different. Yeah, um, I know. Goodfellas, I'm sorry. Goodfellas don't die on me, man. It, it, even though it was repetitive, man. Once again, it was just. Well, what's the name? Uh, Got shot. I was like, "Dag, bro." When he got shot in the back oh, of the head. Oh, you talking about uh, Tommy? When Tommy, yeah, when Tommy got popped. I was like, and you know, like once again, it was one of those situations. Like you knew it was, you knew it was, it was leading to that. <laughs> you knew it was coming, but Tommy yeah. was doing the he most. Was, he was like, "Oh, fuck. I knew it was coming, but I didn't. I didn't know it was going. Like, oh, fuck. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be that soon. I knew he was going to get that smoke, but when I was, I was really young when I saw it. But I didn't know it was going to happen at that moment. I was like, dang, I'm yeah. middle, damn near middle end of the movie. What he called in the casino? I mean, I knew it was coming in the casino. Same thing. <laughs> casino. Oh, you you could, you actually couldn't wait until I saw it. It's time, isn't it? yeah. it's time for him to go. He got to yeah. go. Man. He's doing too much, man. <laughs> I, 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 you were exhausted by him. Like he's got to go. Yeah, isn't it? Doing the most. Just, You're doing you the again? Most. Like why are you popping up again? Doing You're doing the most. All right. Um, what's the last good movie you've seen? Um, and what are you looking forward to seeing that's coming soon? Dang. Um, so I'm kind of split. I really want to see Wakanda forever, but I'm kind of split about it. Um, I'm looking forward to that. You, you can count the stream <clears throat> the stream movies, too. They don't... Yeah. The stream Jones. <laughs> they so, just come out on a Thursday, and you just, and it's just a brand yeah, new movie. Yeah, yeah. like, this is brand new. This is like, a suggestion. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, so just, just came out yesterday. <laughs> so surprisingly, a lot of John liked a lot. Which was, it was just a fun John. Was the Tomorrow War. Okay. <clears throat> it's the John with Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, Prime right? Yeah. yeah. But surprisingly, I haven't been watching a lot of movies. I've been doing more series. Okay. So you see his new series? Um... Terminal uh, list. I Terminal think I list. saw I something about it yeah. past, yeah. but I haven't watched it. So that's a dope series. So I've been like in seriously as of late, though. So like, Terminal List. Um, what's that on? What's the joint called? Uh, something eight. It was like a horror joint on on Netflix. Uh, section eight, not Section eight. You talking about with the zombies? No. And it was on um, it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix where this boy like had these tapes that he had to like. Oh yeah, archive. Archive eighty yeah, seven or something like that. Yeah, archive, yeah. yeah. eighty six or something like that. I just watched like the first episode. I didn't finish it yet though. I know yeah. you're talking about though. Yeah, yeah. so that was like a dope series to me. Like those kind of series, like the stuff I like. Yeah. Castle Rock, like stuff like that. So. Okay. Were you an Ozark guy? Yeah. Somebody suggested I get into that. Yes. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, somebody told okay. me that joint was really good. Ozark yeah. is dope. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, we'll Kirk, we're going to get into uh, quick-fire questions. So this is just going to be an either-or, one or the other. All right. Um, and we do this, me and Taylor. Uh, we call it Know Me in 90, but I want to do it with the guests, too. So uh, you told me you're an anime guy. So yes, sir. Goku or Vegeta? Goku. Okay. 
Cheesesteak or regular steak? Cheese. Like cooked steak. Cheesesteak. Okay. Hip hop or R&B? Hip hop. Big year Jay-Z? Big. Tupac or Snoop Dogg? Pac. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Hot weather or cold weather? Cold. Cold? Yeah. I'm big, dog. I hate to be I'm allergic to sweat, dog. I hate it. Okay, I'm sorry. What did you say? Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter. Okay, who, who's your go-to character in Street Fighter? Ryu. <laughs> you. Okay. I'll, take, I'll take the easy route. I'll take the easy route. I got you. Yeah. Comedy movie or horror movie? Comedy. I've done plenty of quarters into that damn <laughs> Vacation or staycation? Vay. Pool or ocean? Pool. Beach or mountains? Beach. Nah, that's interesting because I would think you would go mountain since you're cold over hot. Nah. Okay. Nah, right. not for no mountain though. No. The way my knees are set up. <laughs> nah. Can't be doing too much nah. climbing. Nah. All right. When it's all said and done and you get that call home, what do you want to be said about you? What do you want your mark to be? Um, he was about his family. He was a good dude. He was about his family. Right. And what are the best three words or phrases you would use to describe yourself? Uh, chill, funny, and uh, say social. Okay. So why you say it like that, though? Why you say it like that, though? <laughs> okay. Nah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that 15 years ago. I don't remember you talking that. Yeah, nah, yeah. nah, that's, that's, I, that's good. I, I know. For real, huh? huh? Face was like... <laughs> so real quick, before we get out of our interview portion, why don't you uh, just describe the, the, the theme or the vibe of, of your books for our listeners who, you know, are not familiar with your work so they can kind of, you know, get an idea of what you do. All right. <clears throat> so pretty much in a nutshell, um, the books are dedicated for... Most of them are, like, dedicated between... You know, parents and children trying to help interaction with relationships with fathers and sons, mothers and you know, mothers and daughters. Any any kind of like parent child relationships are are important to me. So, um, a lot of times we, we as parents spend so much time investing in our careers and the things that we do. Um, when we have our children right in front of us, that we can invest in ourselves. So, so the books are done just so you could specifically do that. That you can actually just pause, you know, five to ten minutes, and then read those books to your children and spend that time with them. Um, I'm watching my children grow up. I actually heard a comedian, Dean Cole, say this. Um, he said he was joking. He was talking about, like, you know, how we are, I don't count years anymore. I count summers. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that term, it sounds like real sad. Yo, he's like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, man. I'm 65 right now. I'm probably going like five or 10 more summers. Yeah. You say five or 10 more years, it sounds like a long time. Yeah. When we say five or 10 more summers, it kind of changes. Summer was like the quickest thing. Summer's almost done right now, right? Yeah, another couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's about to be August tomorrow. Yeah. So, like, don't stop, 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 bro. So, so, so that's the reality. Like, your children are going to be young for a a short period of time. So, you know, I only got like more six more summers with my son before he decides to, if he's going to go to college or whatever. Yeah. So, like, those six summers, I'm going to invest in them, but also throughout the year. Like, take that time to invest in your children. Um, so whether it's reading you know, my book, whether it's in a book, or just sitting down and talking to them, just, you know, invest. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Talk to the kids, man. I'm talk telling to you. the kids. Beautiful. Somebody else going to talk to them. That's the reality <laughs> of it is. Is that if you don't <laughs> you, talk to them, somebody's going to talk, talk to them. Talk to Brother, them. you yeah. sound you sound like and, me. And it, may, <laughs> and it may not be the person you want. <laughs> yeah, that's the reality. Like somebody, yeah. you better talk to them babies, man. I'm telling you, man. When yeah. they minds are formed, remember, remember when we was kids. Remember when we was eight, nine, ten years old when our parents talking to a lot of mm-hmm. these kids. They don't. They get that void, and by the time they get twelve or thirteen, they're I call them old school. They grown already. By the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah. they know how to work YouTube. They know how to go to the corner store. They know how, they know all kinds of stuff. So, well, yeah. so you got to hit them in that in that little range right there, so they can you know you, you can kind of hit them off, and then they be cool. You, know? you well, miss that moment. It's a wrap. You do, and all that, what happens a lot of times as parents too is we find ourselves only communicating with them in a sense of discipline, right? Yeah, yeah, and like. When there's something wrong Yeah yeah So like they're not gonna come to you When they're like There's something like When they're just dealing with human stuff Because they're worried about How you're gonna react to them yep. Like no yeah. Like yeah. your child shouldn't only know you As a disciplinarian Or somebody You know like They need to know you As a human being I remember this one incident Quick fast mm-hmm. Where I actually like Hurt myself right And um My son saw it and my son saw it, and I was like, you know, I was just trying to be, you know, be a guy, be a dad and all that. So I yeah. was like, I was hurt, but I was trying to act like I wasn't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward like a month or two later, my son hurts himself. And um, I was like, hey, what's wrong? He was like trying to act like he wasn't hurt. And I was like, are you crying? You cool, man? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, I don't cry. You don't cry, right? And I was like, dang, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's the reality. Yeah. Like, are you showing this stuff? Like, I'm showing, like, not even realizing my son is watching me this much. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to be the super dad who doesn't act like he has anything wrong. Yeah. So my son is going to walk through life acting like he doesn't have stuff wrong. Yeah. Which, which leads us to us as men or people in general walking around with dealing with stuff mm-hmm. and don't know, like, don't know how to communicate it, don't know who to talk to. Yeah. So I had to change that mindset. So. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, we look like we're still good on time, so we'll get into the common sense. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go ahead. Stop, stop the presses. Yep. How do we get these books? So, no. <laughs> so you can go to uh, John. so it's W-R-O-T-E-B-Y-J-O-N.com, or you can find them anywhere you buy books. Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Uh, like that's important. Walmart, like we, we can talk about these books, but if the people don't know where to go, yeah, exactly. very yeah. true. What, very what, true. What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing talking about books that you know you can build a business, but if you don't market, yeah, true. If you don't, very if true. you don't tell the people where to go, it, it ain't a, a sense of if we build it, they will come. That's that's that's, yeah, that's very true. Very thank facts. Thank you. All right, yep. they, it's, all right now. Thank you, you, yeah. for, you for keeping that out point. there. They, yeah, anywhere you find books, look for Jonathan Marshall, the black dude with the ball head. You'll find him. That's J O. N, not J O H N. No J O H N. J O N, Marshall. The right way. <laughs> He's bald with the beard. Bald with the beard. There you can you find go. him. You know what I'm saying? No problem. Where can they find you on socials? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, wrote by John, W R O T E B Y J O N. Same thing on everything else. Twitter. Uh, what else is there? TikTok. I got a TikTok too. I mean, oh, IG yeah. got everything. IG, yeah. Right, you naming them there. So, yeah. John, John, John's a, a part of the Sleep family now. So, embrace him. Look him up. Follow him. Support what he got going Thank on. You. If you got kids, definitely, you know, support his work. If you got nieces, nephews, grandkids, support his work. Even if you don't got kids, if you know kids around you, buy exactly. them. Yeah, buy them for the go. kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> take them to the school. Yeah. Take them to the church. Now, whatever you have to do. Take them with you, yeah. And then, you know, like I said before, in all honesty, too, the good thing about it, too, is when you invest 
and that you're investing in you know help other children read but you're also investing in my children too y'all this yeah. is for their future everything goes right back to them so and um, just so you know they're not just hardback they do also come as ebooks yes so and paperback so you, you get name them on the tablet on the phone Mm-hmm. Wherever you need a book, you can get these books. I can yep. send it to you, UPS. I got courier pigeons, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into our common sense-based topic, which is are movies that are made based on books better or worse than movies made otherwise? And I'm going to say movies based on books are good, obviously. And based on stories and things that happen, we were just up here talking about Goodfellas. That's based on true story. Godfather, that's based on true events. You know, a lot of movies that are based on things that happen are dope. But personally, I kind of like a little bit more the movies that are made otherwise, the ones that aren't based on this or that. Just because a lot of times you'll hear that the movie wasn't as good as the book. Yeah. And, well, the movie never is as good as the book. It, it'll never be as it good as the book. It never will be. No. Exactly. You can't put, remember with movies, you're trying to put a whole book into a, a, a whole possible five to ten day read into two hours. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to miss a with, whole lot. With extras and uh, a whole cat, like, like you got you got to you you confine to, it down. Yeah. Even if you try to break a book down into a series and make it like a trilogy of movies, it's still difficult to recapture what you get from the book. Yeah. With and, the movie. And sometimes they change stuff up because, like, for instance, BB loves. The Thrones. She loves oh. every. She's Thrones everything, but she loves the books better. Yeah, and she blew through all three of these books and is waiting for George Martin to like, "What's up with this last one?" <laughs> so yeah, he's weird about how he drops his books too. So but, yeah, but you yeah, know what I, I will heard. say about movies that are created from books is that when you read the book and then the movie comes out and you see the movie, it gives you a different, like, visual because you can compare what you had in your head based on what you read to what you actually see on the screen. But that's what messages look so yeah, a lot of times, though, because you got to think, like... So just like I told you, like, how I, how I write, right? When you, when, you, when you read a book, you're painting the image of... You're, like, literally yeah, visualizing how what you sees, read, yeah, right? How yeah, you yeah. see it. So now you're seeing it on screen, you're like, this doesn't add up to anything that I yep. have I've thought about. Like, this character isn't this, doesn't have this personality and all. Like, so it, that's why people get let down is because they've already built this image of what, what, they're what, expect, it, is. what it should be. And they yeah. have, like, you're left with all that. This is, even when there's books that are that are accurately done, there have been movies that have been, like, accurately done, accurately, accurately done to the book, right? Mm-hmm. And it still let people down because it's the reality of you've yeah. already painted a specific picture in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So. All right. Well, Taylor, what do you think about uh, I agree with every, the, the I would, question? I agree with everything what everyone just said, yeah. Like, the thing is with the, uh, when you're doing a screenplay in someone's head yeah. and the book, I just, it, to me, it's, it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, the, the, like you said, the book, you'll never be as good as the book, but when you're doing a screenplay, you can kind of do your own thing and, and create it to wherever wherever it can be. But I, I, I the, 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 when you get, when you got a book and uh, you're trying to put it into a movie, just like he said, you're trying to convince find everything down and um it's you know it's like i said you, you're just trying to enjoy what what you what you read and what you watch and um if, it, if it's cool yeah, i mean i don't know i'm, I'm tired guys <laughs> <laughs> oh you know people forget too like for instance think about the comic right when uh when when um batman v superman dropped right yeah and um or even yeah let's take it there no, let's take a Superman. 
So when Superman was like, um, it was a The Man of Steel movie. Yeah. When he killed Zod. Yeah. And um, people were like lost their mind. Like, yo, Superman would never do that. I got you. Like, no, nah, Superman never had a no kill clause. That was Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Batman had like the no kill clause. Superman never said, I won't kill you. Yeah. He just chooses not to because it's about a restraint. Yeah. So people lost their mind. Like, Superman would never kill nobody. No, no he's about saving the people of Earth. Yeah. So he was going to take Zod out. People mm-hmm. lost their minds. They forgot that this, you know, that this was based in the comic is, you know, Superman is the person who could take you out. Now, meanwhile, Batman. Batman was throwing you in, a, in, yeah, a, in, in the insane yeah, asylum. What's it yeah, called? Yeah, uh, yeah, Arkham. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Batman had you like hanging, all, from, hanging from the ceiling. All yeah, Batman. I yeah, I and waiting for the police to come get you. Yeah, I'm still trying to understand how people even survive like Batman's attacks. Like you got to think about the, the hospital bills in Arkham City. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all, all Batman's ops is in Arkham. Yeah. Not even just that. Not even just Arkham. They in the Bane, hospitalization. Bane's like, on floor three. <laughs> the Riddler's on floor fourteen. Joker's down. Joker's the down the basement. Exactly. Yeah. Killer Croc is over Killer Croc is someplace over there. <laughs> the Mad Hatter, all that shit. They all yeah. in all in one place, not in jail. And um, the insane asylum. Mr. Freeze is in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you gotta mention that. Like that's why Gotham's poor, man. <laughs> the, the insurance policies, yeah, insurance yeah. policies, and all that right now. Yeah, you see man. what they're doing right now? They're getting rid of all that insane asylum now. All the crazy people out in the streets right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're not paying for that no more. No insurance is crazy. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you want to give us your opinion on our our common sense topic? Oh no, I was good. I, I agreed. So okay, that's right. Yeah, you you did throw in what you yeah, thought. Yeah, I threw it in. I threw All right, it down. Bye, bye. I threw it down. All right, well that'll close out our common sense space this week, and we're gonna finish up our episode with Mike's minutes. And uh, my words to y'all this week is is simple and it's short. Just don't be a mope, man. It's almost we're we're about to hit August. Summer's almost over. If you've been, you know I'm saying, shining all summer, you need to strap up, get ready for the grind because the, the cold air is coming and, and I'm saying them bills don't stop. <laughs> you got to make sure you out here looking fly jiggy doing what you got to do. So you got to keep that money coming in. Don't be a moat, man. Don't be a moat. Get up off your shoulders. Make something happen. If you got an idea in your head, if you got, you know, a, a goal that you've been planning, something you're trying to get to, get after it. Getting getting YouTube University, look it up on Google, find somebody that does what you do and follow them around. Get with it, man. Yes, Cause, sir. Because uh, ain't nobody going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. And uh, that's, that's that's my word to everybody this you, week, you man. You be waiting on people. You're going to be waiting. You're going to turn into skeleton. Skeletor yeah, sitting sir. there waiting. Like I, I, I used to wait for fries back in, at McDonald's back in the day. I heard a great quote that applies to this situation. If you don't make up a plan for your life, you're going to fall into somebody else's plan. And guess what they got planned for you? Oh, Woik. Plenty of woik. Exactly. So oh, man. figure out what you want to do. Figure out where you want to go. And uh, and, and get, to, get to putting one foot in front of the other. Yes, sir. That's man. the only way you're going to make it. Mike, I, I seen this boy at uh, Harrisburg. It cussed out at McDonald's by his manager in front of God and everybody. Mm. It was horrible. Mm. I, I just, you know, it made me really appreciate what I do. I get it. Because I'm really kind of solo independent. You know, I got a driver. But, like, to, to be belittled like that in front of customers and everybody. I'm the manager of this here McDonald's. And I make things according to the way I want them done. <laughs> Not the way I you make want. the rule. Like, yo, <laughs> this is McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, my mom used to tell me this one quote, man. And it stuck with me as a as an old head. She used to say, John, you're gonna be are what you are you are what you eat. 
right? And mm-hmm. I took that concept outside of just food. Like, the things that you consume yourself with on a daily basis are the things that are important to you. And the things that's going to be consuming you, right? So my mom used to say, you always eat hamburgers, you're going to turn into a hamburger. So the mindset, same thing. Like, you eat all, you know, if you keep, like, studying from authors, you can become an author. If you keep, the things that you consume most are the things that are important to you, that the things that you become, so. Yes, sir. You are what you eat. So if you talk about violence in your music, guess what about come back your way. Talk yeah. about shooting up people. But not even just that though, like you're not even just talking about it. Like if that's what, that's all you listen to, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it will find you, sir. Yeah. So, so or, or, what, or madam. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about what you consume, whether food wise or yeah. you know what you take in, you yeah. know what you watch, what you read, what you uh, put yourself around. Which is why I be preaching that not put yourself in negative groups and around negative people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So don't you know. put yourself. In a situation where you're guilty by association. Association. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Season 4, episode 19. We appreciate everybody checking in with us, checking on what we got going. Um, we definitely appreciate and want to thank Mr. John Marshall nah, for coming really out thank y'all, spending man. Our time with this. us. Appreciate this, man. This is dope, man. Again, you can look him up at ropebyjohn.com. Yes, sir. W-R-O-T-E-B-Y-J-O-N.com. Look him up on Wrote by John at Wrote by John on IG um, and any other social areas. Support his book. Support what he has going on. Show him love from the show because we showing him love today. Follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep is for You. Check out sleepisforyou.com. Look out for episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Samsung Podcasts, Player FM, or YouTube. Tell anything else you want to say to the people. Peace out. E. Make sure y'all read to y'all kids because you, you'll you be surprised at what they remember for a lifetime. That's a fact. Yep. John. Well, he just said, read with your kids, be with your kids. I can't even add nothing to that, so. Nope. Water. Yeah. We back. Yeah. The GP will see you now. Look, free to return to that emo rap. Ain't no kilo stash, Augusta's son had to reload that Daddy gone, but his legacy strong, how do you figure? I too thought I'd be dead, all things considered, but I'm living Thriving and growing, fighting opponents that I'm with it Striving to know who died for the lowest, don't you get it? The industry hopers try to control us, I ain't with it I got me a goal that's highly explosive With my wife and my baby, what I'm writing is weighty Call me Esso or Bevenberg, they nighting me lately Stand where the light is, feeling lighter than lighter than maybe I'm getting grown Nothing wrong with Bible and Bailey's I open up the text Got my mind closer off the edge Goes the architect I ain't gotta go to your connect I go to God direct Him and I through the sun up